0: It was junior year of high school, and boy, oh boy, was I a speed demon. I loved whipping around my beautiful blue Camaro, and I just kept getting speed ticket after speed ticket after speed ticket. And eventually, I was only one point away from getting my license revoked. And then junior prom hit. Me and my football buddies, we showed up in our Letterman's and we hooked up with all the fine hotties Long Island has to offer. But there was one girl in particular, for legal reasons, let's call her Liv. Man, she was. My high school crush, she was perfect. I saw her across the dance floor, beautiful sun-kissed brown skin, amazing light brown eyes, short curly brown hair and the most infectious smile you've ever seen. She was perfect. So I walked up to her, I said, baby, let's go for a spin. We hopped in my beautiful blue Camaro. I got to driving and she got to distracting me. Once she finished that up, I decided it was time to put the pedal to the metal and unfortunately that night, it was raining like cats and dogs. We then hydroplaned and we went roaring, spinning off the road. I panicked, I went to put my foot on the brakes and instead I hit the accelerator and at 90 miles an hour, boom, we hit a telephone pole. When I woke up and I came to, I tasted pennies in my mouth. I didn't know why, I was confused, I was concussed. I looked down, my hands were covered in blood and I looked at my sweet Liv. Her head had cracked my windshield. She was not moving at all and I put my finger underneath her nose and thank God she was breathing. And then off in a distance, police sirens began to roar. There it was, Dragon, adversity. In that moment, I found out what type of man I am. You wanna know who I am, Dragon? I'm the type of guy who grabbed Liv's lifeless body and switched seats with her so when the cops showed up, I wasn't the one driving. In this life, there are winners and there are losers. The history books don't care how you get the job done. The Top of Wrestling
1: with your host, OGMH.
2: Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm gonna have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to be a podcaster. Yay! His my name is be... kenta
1: I'm gonna call him kenta Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. Are you ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's Flair!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold
1: statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! With I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist <laughs> me hard. Right. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War
2: Games!
1: Let war! War
2: Games! Are impressions. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I'd said in the last half hour. Bark like, like a dog.
0: dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did
1: that actually happen? Here we go. Go wrestling day it's wednesday and it is the top of wrestling we're still in season five it's that never-ending season five as you know and it's the 23rd episode 23 lucky 23 like my man michael jordan you know at least when he won a certain type of accolade he played the rest of the game and then you know received said award later never seen something like that ever in my entire life and then you lose (laughs) and i'm not talking some when you when you when you actually lose i'm talking about okay yeah when you actually won your award lebron you lost the game for the lakers so many players on the bench were so pissed off i love it i'm actually curious of your take odm
2: uh, I mean, I, I've fallen out of love with basketball a long time ago. I can't give a shit left. A little more he's got to say he's one of the greats. He's up there with Kobe and MJ. Uh, you know, and I'm sure. Being he, as good as Kobe and MJ. Sure, sure, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm in no position to, uh, to make uh, any comparisons about that. I could really give a shit, to be quite honest with you, you know. That's how I feel I just about had it. to
1: send you the the one picture, and I'll, yeah. I'll put it up on our Facebook page, but I cropped uh, LeBron's head on top of Lex Luger winning by 10 <laughs> count at SummerSlam 93, because that's exactly what it felt like watching. Yeah,
2: pretty much. It's, it was funny. That's <laughs> a good comparison. I just
1: happened to be uh, going into the office for work last week, which is why I no longer am supporting my 70s porn style, but... When I got in, that's all everybody was talking about was, oh, Jesse Lee Brown broke the record, broke the, yeah, whatever. Pretty and much. When I came to find out they still lost the game, I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard.
2: It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I they think
1: stopped in the middle to do it.
2: It's the sad thing is, I mean, again, as much as I don't care, it kind of encapsulates his whole career, doesn't it? It sure does. But one of the reasons I'm bringing up, you know,
1: a little bit of that and, and seeing the highlights all all week was, while I was at the hotel, I had TBS ready to go. So anytime I was able to run in, on because we were hanging at the hotel, everybody was just, they're like, well, let's go to the hotel across the street and have some drinks. And they put down the company card. So I'm like, oh,
2: okay. Uh, that sounds like a dare to me.
1: <laughs> so I'd run upstairs or whatever, and I kept checking a, a little bit of dynamite and see what was going on. And it was a very meh show. Yeah. For, and you even you said that to me in a text and we'll we'll go over that in a couple of minutes. But the one thing I didn't get to see live but found out the next morning was what you heard that opened our show. And that is one of the craziest promos I've heard in recent memory. I mean you always got to take that new step, right? Step forward. I mean, you got to be above and better than other promos in the past. And I want you to say to me or say, say to everybody what you said to me,
2: he reeled me in, he reeled me in and he hit me with a left hook <sighs> and you weren't ready for it.
1: And I switched seats with her. I was and You hear the whole crowd gasp like, oh, yeah,
2: He's, man, you can't top it. It's promo of the year. So, I mean, it's early in the year, but it's promo of the year. I, I find it hard to something that's going to top that, be quite honest with you.
1: No promos have been anywhere close to that. No. So No, I'm with you. And I was like, no, I just watched a good one. I'm like, nope, that was the wars. Sorry. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of the wars, we do have that today. We have uh, No Way Out of Texas. That was the full name of it. I did remember that, and then they just shortened it to No Way Out the following years. So. Yeah, well,
2: I got some notes on that. Yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But, yeah, I found the same thing interesting because it made finding it on the cock a little difficult. So,
1: Oh, yep. That's it. Was it under In Your House? Nope. Oh, that's even worse. So we have that, and we have the Fallout on Raw, which... Kind of was the next night, but not really. It was on Saturday, but oh, yeah. the Nitro happened on... Yeah, that was a very confusing thing to circle through on the Peacock. I'm still But confused. I'm glad to say that I actually had my copies. Now, my copies, as I've talked about before, these rips tend to be OG versions, and sometimes they don't cut the commercials out. Mm. My God. Getting to see some of the movies that were coming out back in nineteen ninety eight, and just getting yeah. on it was just fun to to see that. Oh, I'm sure but we'll talk about the wars, but we also have this week's top topic, and this week we are talking about the top feuds of the last twenty five years or thirty years, I believe. Um, some of the the feuds that have kept going for multiple years, and I don't want to, and I don't mean uh, matches, like series. like So, Okada and Omega, there's no heat. It was just being a, a better wrestler. It was a series so of matches. That's not what's going to yeah. make the cut. Exactly. Uh, but speaking of New Japan, man, I'm on a F and roll today with my segues. Uh, this past week... Uh, yeah, this past weekend, it was New Beginning in Osaka 2023. And, man, okay. I thought maybe... Jay White was maybe not going to leave. It was just more of a big tease of a heel move. No, he lost to Hikaleo. And it says that he can... Now, he specified it. It says it's loser leaves town. He still can work at New Japan Strong, which is in the U.S., And that's a little hint that he dropped. But I still think he's going to go and or sign with someone else at the same time.
2: I would think so. Yeah, that's definitely a point. I mean, it's hard. You know, we've talked about it before that, you know, we're not reporters. We're relaying third-hand, fourth-hand information that we're reading from other places that are reporting it second-hand. You know what I mean? Um, But we're doing it better than Meltzer. Well, that's damn sure. Uh, Not a high bar to set these days. But, I mean, (laughs) there's been so much rumor. Again, they did it last year. So it's it's not out of it's not something that I'm gonna be surprised if he shows up somewhere, but at the same time, until it happens, I'm kind of just reserving judgment and waiting for it to happen.
1: Well, at that show this past weekend, Tamatango retained over El Fantasmo. It was actually a really good match.
2: You know, I saw some and clips of that on their uh, social media pages, and just at a glance, Phantasmo kind of looks like Jake Paul.
1: He does. He really, That's really weird. does. It's, and he's looked like that forever. Like, as long as I've watched him, it's exactly how he looks, and he does look like he's one of the Paul brothers. El Phantasmo Paul. There we go. Oh, God. New name for him. Uh, and LPP. Okada retained over Shingo Takagi. Mm-hmm. And then after the match was over, let's have Cena versus Orton round 46. Yep. And Okada calls out, Who's sitting at ringside doing commentary, which they tend to do in in uh, their matches, where or in the main events, they have a, a big wrestler come out and tend to be on on the the commentary booth. But Tanahashi happens to be there, goes up, and they both do the rainmaker pose in a weird way, like they just both have their arms up and facing each other, and there they are now. Uh, what could possibly be stealing the main event spot from? Uh, Mercedes Monet. Monet, my bad. And Carrie. So, that's going to get moved to probably your semi match, like the one right before the main event. Unless maybe they still do keep with it. I could see they don't have to put Tanahashi and Okada anywhere. Um, they don't have to necessarily be at the very end because people have seen it. It's not like it's a, a big moment. There's no way Tanahashi's going to grab this championship.
2: Yeah, the only reason I would disagree is because it's in San Jose. It's in America. Yeah. So, I mean, there's more likely a chance that they would put it as a main event just because your American fans probably don't get the chance to see that very often. And to them, that is the main event. So,
1: yo, I went to the one in San Jose mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yep. And I saw Dave Meltzer there.
2: Yeah, I remember. Uncle Dave. What's crazy
1: is that Every match, there was like no singles. El Fantasma was there too. Um, but there was no singles. Most matches were all tag matches. Yeah, sounds about right. And now these everybody's getting some great championship matches. This is going to be live on pay per view. I go, Oh, I got jipped.
2: Yeah, but huh. it's all
1: right. It was cool. Actually, I got to see a lot of people. I always wanted to. The biggest disappointment for me was Tama Tonga wasn't there that night, hmm. and I debated because my beard was long. I'm like, Oh, should I paint my face? Should I do <laughs> God style? Uh, But uh, coming up soon will be the Tokyo Dome uh, Last Love, which is Muto's match against Naito and Okada is reportedly going to be taking on Kiyomiya from Noah, the one that kicked him in the face. Mm -hmm. But he did some interview, and I'm not sure 100% how, if he's just playing into it. And he's like, I never really necessarily agreed to have this match. But I think maybe it's storyline wise. Probably, I would assume. But this Saturday is that battle in the Va- battle in the valley at San Jose, and of the two matches we already talked about, there is one more match, and it's okay to happen because it's not in Japan. Jay White is taking on Eddie Kingston. I like that Eddie still gets and, and mixes it up in uh, in New Japan.
2: I mean, his so, style—it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's—it's it's not that yeah. surprising. Uh, maybe that's kind of the crossover to uh, him sh- to White showing up in AEW.
1: Hmm. Ooh. What if he did it tonight on Dynamite? Leads right into the pay per view. There you go. And he just left New Japan. Could happen. Never Look at know. That. Good call. Yeah.
2: Look at you. Put it on the list.
1: Well, put it on the list. You know what else you want to put on the list? There are a lot of marks in this world. Yeah. And I know that we talked about it briefly in the beginning already, but the only news we really have this week. ODM, please read it, because I don't think I can get through it all the way without laughing.
2: Well, in a move similar to those around Universal Studios calling the police when Kevin Nash lawn darted Rey Mysterio into the side of a trailer. Oh, that was so (laughs) funny. After MJF's stellar promo... Apparently, a lot of people in Nassau, which is in Long Island, for those of you who aren't familiar, decided, hmm, this dude just admitted to uh, some kind of crime. Maybe we should call the cops. particular manslaughter. Yeah, pretty much, almost. And, uh, yeah, apparently over 300 people called the Nassau County Police Department to inform them that MJF committed a crime 10 years ago. Marks. Marks. Bunch of fucking Marks. Wow. You know who else are Marks? People who throw darts and pick a fucking NFL team that ends up losing the Super Bowl. Way to go, asshole! Looks like you picked the wrong team, dick nuts.
1: <laughs> well, wow, that took me a minute to remember, man. But hey, <laughs> call back. That's as far as I can go. Can't.
2: Yep. Oh no, I kept he, it. Su- I kept he, it subtle.
1: He's Chris Benoit on this show. <laughs> hey, um, I texted this to you on Tuesday. I actually watched Raw, and and it's funny because I was excited that. Becky Lynch and Bailey were going to headline Raw for the no, not even championship, but it just in a steel cage match.
2: The match that we never got at the pay per view.
1: Exactly. Oh no, it was just the week before on Raw. Oh, that's right. The, it was the Le- it was 30 the Raw
2: Thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's WrestleMania season. Why wouldn't you bring a legend out for absolutely no reason? And she helps Bailey win. Oh, I'm sorry, Becky Lynch win. Lita comes out sides because damage control was out there. But then so Lita's going to be there. Interesting to me. I don't understand it. Unless, unless <clears throat> you have other plans for Bailey at. Nope. Scratch it. Unless you have other plans for Becky Lynch and you want to do Bailey versus Lita. Who faced Lita in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia?
2: Don't remember. Don't care. Baby?
1: Oh, uh, come on, you, you should. Yeah. All right. Well, then just don't. Um, <laughs> don't. Either way, I don't, I, I, is she going to be at WrestleMania? Is she going to be doing something, or was just this just a one-off thing? I mean, not going to be there for Raw 30. I'll show up next week. Yeah,
2: I know, right? Um, I don't know, man, because, I mean, you could probably make a compelling argument that she'll just show up to have something to do with the Chamber. But, I mean, it's a legend, and if they're bringing back a legend, they typically just run it out till WrestleMania. So, I don't know, man.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing Becky Lynch and Lita maybe tagging against Bayley and someone. It could be kind of a good match at WrestleMania. Okay. Like, another legend to come back in, maybe. Man, maybe not Trish Stratus, because we've seen it enough, but. Maybe a Molly Holly. No, oh, man, Bailey and Molly Holly, no. especially when Molly. Ter- oh, all right, you're you're pointing your finger. Uh, along. Yeah, Go yeah, I yeah. to say it.
2: <laughs> They're gonna do a backstage segment because you know the whole thing lately has been Edge grabbing Beth Phoenix's ass.
1: Yeah, you know how oh, they've yeah. been
2: doing that lately. It's fucking hilarious.
1: I love it. She's, they're gonna running be, by, the th- little tap-tap. Yeah,
2: they're oh, going to be backstage. Beth is going to walk off, and Lita's going to be like, Hey, man, how you doing? Oh, my God, it's so good to see you. They've got history. Beth's going to come, in. it's going to be Beth Phoenix versus Lita.
1: You know, I could be okay with it, and it's funny because... That's I, totally a Vince storyline. It it, it, that is a Vince storyline, but it's funny because someone put that in a comment uh, on one of the threads I read, it, and someone was like, Man, I wonder how... Uh, shitty Beth must have felt to see that Edge and uh, Lita were backstage, backstage together at the same time. I'm like, uh, he could that could be a case for pretty much every room he's in. Yeah, pretty like, much. He was this. He was a CM Punk as well too. Like he hoored through a couple of them, I think too. Either way, speaking of Edge, look at you and Beth Phoenix after he tapped her ass, not that way. Uh, they. He did that with Lita. They, yeah. They opened <laughs> that with Raw. <laughs> they did that on, yeah, on Raw. Yeah. Uh, they opened Raw, and out comes Judgment Day. So we're. Not, I don't think we're gonna get him because I don't think we're gonna get Mysterio and Ray. I think for some reason we're probably gonna get like Edge versus Dominic at WrestleMania.
2: You could do that. I mean, they're certainly heading that way. Uh, you know, Ray's formed an alliance with uh, Escobar. So maybe that maybe Escobar is going to take up the flag for Ray and fight face Dominic at Mania. I don't. I'm not saying I like
1: mm, it. Mm, mm,
2: yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Well, so Wild Judgment Day is out there. Edge and Beth Phoenix throw out the challenge, and and it's going to be Baylor and Ripley versus them this Saturday Elimination Chamber. Ripley wasn't there, but. Dom said, Don't worry, mommy accepts. Best part, two best parts. One was as Beth Phoenix had him up in the air for the Glamazon, he yells out, Mommy. If you didn't catch that, it's one of the funniest <laughs> fucking things. Whoever backstage is like, And you got to scream it really loud. You want people to know that you're scared. You know what I mean? It was absolutely fantastic. What was even more fantastic. It was Damian Priest saying, and tonight, in my qualifying match, I will be going on to win the money in the bank. You know what? I got, uh, got Baylor, you know what? They're making me so mad. They're making me so mad right now. Edge is making me mad that I can't speak. I mean, for my elimination champion, he, qu- he fixed I it, mean, it, it. But it was, it was just really funny to watch. It made me laugh.
2: Hilarious. But, but good it, cover. Good cover. Good cover.
1: Yeah, it, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your glory. No, no, no. That's probably what you, you were about it. to say. It was... But it was really funny. He didn't catch it right away. He said, like, Money in the Bank held and then goes, you know what? Ah, <laughs> Baylor, he's making me so mad. Even I was like, what fucking month is this? What pay-per-view is coming up right now? Look, there was a lot of great stuff from Raw. Again, Raw and SmackDown are kind of firing on pretty decent cylinders recently, as opposed to Dynamite is going downhill. Rampage, I have not even watched in months. No. Brock Lesnar comes out, and all he can think about is Bobby Lashley. When he goes to the gym, all he can think about is Bobby Lashley. When he's in bed with his wife every night, after about you know four or five hours, all he can think about is Bobby Lashley. Dude, the amount of cartoon memes of Lashley laying next to Sable <laughs> with a cloud, mem- <laughs> a cloud thought of Lashley in his in the corner of his head. Dear God, this is amazing. It was fantastic, but Lesnar pulled out a multi-million dollar contract for them to fight at Elimination Chamber. Lashley, he didn't do as well, I don't think, as Damian Priest. He kind of fumbled. He's like, I'm gonna have my 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 lawyers or my my agents, my uh, accountants, uh, my yeah, like things. But he was like, yeah, like my real estate agent. I'm gonna look look at it. I'll get back to you. Okay, so it's taking a long time to build if that's what they're going to do. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think he's going to, they're going to eventually meet up to talk about WrestleMania. And I'm calling it, man. Third match between them is the fight pit.
2: Yeah, that's my thing is like, why are we trying to go out of the way to heavily script this? Why not just make this seem like a fucking shoot fight? These guys, How can you these, not have it exactly. just
1: already done right now? Be like, you know what? Book it. You booked Rock and Cena 360-something days in advance. How can you not do that with Lesnar and Lashley right now and be like, our first match locked in at WrestleMania, a fight pit match between Lesnar and Lashley. You know that right there would completely sell out that, that night, whatever night it's on.
2: 100%. And here's the thing, man. These guys have wrestled in the WWE system long enough that they should know how to do a fucking work shoot. You know what I mean? They should be able to pull that off without much of a fucking problem. You're going to have to ham it up. You're going to put some fucking suplex city shit in there, some spears. It's not going to yeah. be a straight shoot. But fucking throw in some fucking, you know, mat wrestling, some fucking chain wrestling, some catch wrestling. You know, you can fucking do You can do make that.
1: it exactly what Riddle and Thatcher did in NXT. Exactly. However, now Riddle did it with Rollins, and it worked for Extreme Rules. I thought it was okay. It was okay. But that's a wrestler in a fight pit kind of sure. thing. But as you said, both of them can work. They can shoot, and they can work shoot. So I think that together, yeah, oh my God, it, that would be an amazing thing to see at, at WrestleMania. They're like shaping up from what you may get right now, and I'm going to leave Zayn completely out of it. We'll get to that eventually, but um, you got Cody versus Roman. You have likely. Dominic and Ray, hopefully. You got uh, Ripley Charlotte. It's all signs are are uh, Lesnar and Lashley. It was it what I'm hoping for, but which one did you just say?
2: Ripley and Charlotte.
1: That's the other one I was thinking. Um you got a lot of great opportunities right now. Oh, and the other rumored match is Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. That's what I've been seeing as a, a couple of rumors.
2: Huh. I've seen Seamus. If Re- that happens, Hunter,
1: but man, Günther versus the Banger Brothers. Whew. I mean. They're not that anymore.
2: I just don't like it from a booking perspective just because they're tag partners. I mean, I guess it's the whole, oh, but one of us will win the title, and then one of us wins it, and then there's dissension. I mean, I guess you could go that route. Neither
1: is going to win the championship. They're both going to fucking lose to Gunther anyway, but they're going to – the whole point is that you've seen them brawl and fight with each other. They go when it comes to time, they're they're fighting. Think about what they did at the beginning of 2021. Hmm brutal hardcore match. I believe yes. it was like Fast Lane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Both of them had welts for a week. It was yeah. awesome. Solid. Yep. You put you put Gunther in there in a triple threat match, as long as Gunther goes over, totally down with it.
2: Yeah. I'm really next year's WrestleMania is what I'm interested to see where Gunther's gonna be at. Uh again, really Cody Gunther. I think that'd be a good fucking showdown
1: man, I I actually on the way back from Rochester had it, uh, our show up on Spotify. I'm like, yeah, let's do it for a little bit here, man. And I, you brought that up again about how the guy at the bar was like, ah, I don't think that's that would actually happen. No, I could see it, man. And they are building Gunther very well. Oh, yeah. Out of everybody who's come up from NXT in the last couple of years, probably the best. Rhea Ripley being the second.
2: Yeah, I mean, Bel Air. You gotta put her up there too. Oh, that's true, man. I gotta be
1: honest. I hate to say that I forget about her, but I kind of do. But that's the problem with two championships.
2: I didn't know she was on the fucking halftime show last week or last night. looks like Rihanna a little bit. Oh,
1: my God. You threw me off for a second. (laughs) Oh, did you see my girl said that we're pregnant? Oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Rihanna. Me and
2: Riri. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault.
1: (sighs) Yeah, it was bad. Anyway, last thing on Raw, the Cody Rose Paul Heyman promo. I liked it. It was good. It was. The point of uh, your dad said that Cody is my favorite son, but Roman is the son I always wanted. <laughs> good shit. I like it. And which leads me to one part to another. He gets in. Heyman's face gets him in the corner and he goes, everyone's taking this personally. And, you know, everybody's taking this personally, but I'm going to personally take Roman's titles. Heyman brings it back up on SmackDown when he opens SmackDown. And he goes, and Cody, it is personal when it comes to these championships. It was great how he just carried one to the other to bring from the Cody storyline into the Sami Zayn one. And I texted you. I said, bro, you got to see the opening of SmackDown. It was just great. Did you watch it? I have not watched it yet. Nope. You son of a bitch. I know. Couldn't you at least lie so our listeners think you watch wrestling? I've
2: already lied three times so far. You didn't even realize it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I want to tally at the end of each show how many things you've lied to. Uh. Heyman is doing his, his promo and, and he's saying about how the bloodline uh, will be able to survive all this shit with Sammy Zayn And then Zayn pops in w- with the hoodie up again, gets in right behind Heyman, asks for the mic and it took a good 45 seconds on how they did it, how he just slowly puts his hand out. Heyman reluctantly hands it to him. It, it Someone put it best. Do you realize that the end of Royal Rumble Ended with complete goddamn silence. Not one wrestler saying much and everything for like 12 minutes was the end. It was all dramatic shit and stuff that tells you where your storylines are at. And you take your time and it looks so good and it, it is compelling. I like to use that word, right? Sammy starts breaking down everything about the the Uso family. And he's like, you don't think you're not the Uso the uh, NOI family. Yeah. And he's like, you know that. Jay, he's already left and gone. He goes, and he's had his run ins with Roman in the past. You don't, and Jay, or uh, Jimmy, he shared a room, a womb with him. You don't think he's going to go with his brother? He goes, and we've already seen what Solo can do. He's mentally getting in the head of everybody right now. And it was so good when he shakes. Heyman's hand He or Heyman puts his hand out Like here let's shake And Zane just pulls in For a very extreme hard hug Like an uncomfortable one And then puts a mic up And goes Paul And I was like Holy fucking shit And I'm sorry If you don't think That this dude is over as fuck Oh I know he is You're out of your mind And that he should be Winning something But give me a second And I'll get there He says tell Roman Eight days Cause that's what it is, man. It's tonight, or er, er, I'm sorry, this coming Saturday is the the play. So, here is the next part where is Jay? Jimmy has to defend tonight against Strowman and Gunther, or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, yeah. Stroman and uh, <laughs> and Ricochet, which was not a bad match, but it looked like Jimmy was gonna have to go at it alone. First, Jimmy is sitting there talking about Jay to Heyman. And he's like, I just, he ain't answering my text. I don't know where he's at. Heyman starts talking about Zane and Roman. Jay goes right back to talking about Jimmy or about uh, Jay. Yeah. Jimmy goes right back to talking about Jay. And then Heyman answers with, I I just, do you think Zane is, it was hysterical. Like, you know, like we're not even listening to each other. We're both just bitching about our problems. And just as they say that Jimmy is going to have to go at it alone, Jay appears from the fucking rafters out of nowhere. Um, crowd ate it up and went nuts, and it was not gonna lie. I liked it. I was like, "Ooh, okay, all right." Remember this? They call him Main Event Jay. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal last year. He main evented three pay per views with Roman. I I I do like Jay Uso. I like the Usos, man. Mm-hmm. Where all this is going? Well, they just defended the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Once I heard it was for only the SmackDown titles, I was like, okay, they're going to split the titles tonight. They're going to take this loss. Jay's not going to show up. Well, nope, then they did. So now they still own both titles. A little later in the show, Sammy Zayn is outside. Well, no, Jay and Jimmy are walking back, and he says, so are you bloodline or not? And Jay goes, man, I don't know, and leaves. And then Zane ends up seeing Jay outside near the trucks and going, Hey, I want you to know it meant the world to me. What you did last week or a couple of weeks ago at the Royal rumble walking out. I know what you did. And Jay, I acknowledge you. I go, Oh God. Oh God. It's so good. It is so good. Shit, dude. It's- yeah.
2: And here's the thing. Uh, there's rumors that Sami Zayn's going to be using his old uh, music, Worlds Apart, I think it's called. There's rumors oh. he's going to go back to that music for an elimination, probably chamber.
1: just for the for the chamber for the night.
2: Mm, eh, who knows? Are you talking about the? Oh, oh. yeah, I'm pretty sure okay. that's the one. Yeah.
1: Um, and then to close out the show, Paul Heyman goes to Jimmy and says, "Hey, I got off the phone with Tribal Chief." And he says, next week, both you and Jay, you don't need to come to work next week. Just stay home during SmackDown. (laughs) Clever. Clever. I know. (laughs) But it's funny the things that you see on TV. Mm. Obviously, you know, pointing out Zayn having conversations with Jay. uh, You know what I mean? Things like that. But. Interesting to see where that goes. Didn't say anything about Solo, just the
2: Usos. No, you know why, right? You know why they're Canada. staying home. Elimination Chamber's in Montreal, so the following show's probably going to be in Canada where the Usos can't go. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's why. I forgot. <laughs> I'm an honorary Oos, too. I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: No shit. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Which means that, because Elimination Chamber's on Saturday, which definitely means SmackDown is going to be in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, ooh, <laughs> good job. Okay. Well, besides that, also, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler return and beat the shit out of Natalia and Shotzi. Been rumors that Rousey and Baszler may be taking on the tag team championships at some point. If that is true. It
2: took you two years long enough.
1: Thank you. But do it, and they don't lose them for at least a solid year, year and a half. Yeah. But make it credible.
2: 100% and fine. When you do do finally take the titles off of them, make sure it's worth it. Thank you. Those titles are kind of worthless right now anyway.
1: I don't even know who's holding them right now.
2: Bro, at one point, Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S., we're fucking tag CN,
1: speak, speaking of uh, ladies, did you happen to see that your girl, Nikita Lions is out? She tore one of her cheeks.
2: Yeah, well, I I told her to go easy, but.
1: <laughs> um. All right, I'm going to give you my. Well, no, let, let's talk AEW, and then we'll talk about this Saturday night. Well, fuck it. Let's talk about this Saturday night, man. This Saturday night is the Elimination Chamber, and we got four matches lined up so far. The impending Lashley Lesnar. It's likely just going to be they show up and just start punching each other with no ref or anything. No contest. That leads to mania. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the number one contender for Raw Women's Championship uh, at Elimination Chamber is Asuka versus Liv Morgan versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Welch Rodriguez Gonzalez versus Carmela versus Natalia. So, Asuka.
2: Asuka. Yeah.
1: And who's the champion on the Bel Belair. Bianca? Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that match, I guess. It could be different.
2: Should be good. I mean, I always liked Oscar's work. I like Belair. Uh, let's see what they can do. Seems kind of throwaway-ish, but Asuka's just getting back. So, you know, let her get right. in there. She doesn't have to win. Put Air over and uh, go from there.
1: Well, a little correction. Last week, we spent about a good 5-10 minutes talking about well, what if this person wins it? And what if Sammy wins the chamber and he comes in and blah, 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 blah. No, it's for the U.S. championship. Yeah. uh, It's Austin Theory defending against Seth Rollins, Gargano, Damian Priest, Montez Ford, and Bronson Reed. So obviously it'll be Montez Ford winning this one.
2: You think so? No. No, thank God.
1: Theory retains. I still think it's probably going to be, oh, the other rumor, Cena and Theory at WrestleMania. Yes, I've heard that. For the U.S. Championship. Think about this. He wins this championship match defending against five guys. I'm the greatest U.S. champion of all time. Yada, 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 yada. That's pretty much all he's got to do. And then...
0: Yep. Kind of
1: writes itself. It does, unfortunately. Edge and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Edge and Beth Phoenix will be taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. And here is the championship match. You got Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. What are your thoughts on how it ends? I have a very big theory set to go.
2: Well, they booked it to get here properly. It's in Montreal. Oh, Canadian well. crowds yeah, are crazy as fuck to begin with. You add Sami Zayn into the picture. It's they, The place is going to pop when they hear his music alone, let alone how they build the match, which I'm sure they're going to do well. <sighs> I think Roman's going to retain, and I think you're going to see the bloodline start to crumble, and Sammy's going to be happy with that moral victory. That's my call.
1: Okay. I think Solo gets involved, because he's allowed in Canada. Yeah. (laughs) And, (laughs) yeah, they keep that guy bubble-wrapped. And I think this, okay, I want it. I want, want, want him to win the championship. Is it for it's both? gonna, and I do... It is. Okay. If it was for one, you got a shot. Yeah. But we don't. I don't think it's gonna happen as much as I want it to. Now, what I will accept, and I think is going to happen, Solo will get involved. Who have we not seen for quite some time? I have no fucking clue. Kevin Owens. Oh, well. We haven't seen him since the. Since then, yeah. Yeah. Since Rumble. Yeah. You know who else is from Montreal, Quebec? Yeah. Not only that, I I think what will happen is. Just that. Owens is going to take care of Solo. He's going to do something that can distract Roman in the corner. Halluva kick. Pin, one, two, three. Dusty finish. Another ref comes out, or that ref that pinned. Like, let's say that ref that uh, did the pin. That's your second ref, because the first one got taken out. And that first one that got taken out just happened to be looking up at the monitor at the exact time that you did that pin. Restart the match, Roman takes the championship. You get your dusty finish in... Montreal the place will fucking explode. And then you take it away from them. And then you're not they won't get as mad.
2: Oh, I you think they're going to be moment. fucking furious. I think they'll be furious. I this is so hard because there are so many different ways this can go and you know, especially with it being in Montreal, it kind of adds that air of man. He might actually fucking do this, but it's gonna suck because you can't derail the Cody thing. I'm sorry. I think the Cody thing. That's gonna... the
1: issue is that you you shouldn't have Cody say anything about Roman calling a shot or anything. He should have been like in the man that I face after the chamber, blah, blah, blah. That's where you should have went. As soon as he started saying Roman, now you got Heyman involved, all of this Roman shit. It's a stupid, inevitable thing that Roman goes over Sammy. And you shouldn't have done that. You painted yourself in a weird corner.
2: What if, what if they fucking, what if he fucking uh, Roman last minute? There's gonna be a fucking change. I'm not. You're, this isn't gonna be for both titles. This is gonna be for one title. You don't deserve both championships. Yeah. And then fucking he won. loses one at Chamber and he loses the other at Mania.
1: Which is something I called a long time ago. Would take one. I said he's gonna take one championship before or at Mania. I said it'd be Night One then him versus Cody Night Two. I don't know, man. Either way, I think there's a lot of options. And if. Time does allow us. We will be syncing up on the Peacock network Damn this Saturday night, and we will be recording just the main event with each other because I don't need to really see much of the other show or the rest of the show.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll probably have it on the background or on my phone or something, and then settle down when it's time for the main event because the chamber matches I I give two shits about.
1: Yeah, at least they learned to stop putting all your main event stars in the chamber match right before WrestleMania, right. Kind of. I don't know. Actually, a lot of these people, I mean, you don't want to lose at WrestleMania. Do you really want to lose Seth Rollins or I mean I really don't want I to I mean
2: Seth Rollins, Christ. honestly, if you look at his fucking win percentage, it's probably around fifty percent. So mm-hmm. it's not like losing's gonna hurt him.
1: True. Well, I, the only thing we didn't talk about was AEW, and I know that you and I said it was kind of a meh show, and it was. It didn't go the obvious route with Billy Gunn. Right, but they did have the guns win the championship. I don't fucking get it. I do well, not get it either. Yeah, I did send you my idea, my prediction. Yeah, I've seen that. And, yeah. Well, it's funny. No, I said it to you before I even read other other people's tweets, but I did see, or I had said to you, they already have a perfect history with FTR and cuz they're the ones that jumped FTR after the final Briscoe's match and you know they were the ones that set them up with the Briscoe match cuz Briscoe's couldn't be on the TV at the time they fought the guns on dynamite a couple of times i think it would be a triple threat at revolution coming up and then he claimed to have their rematch FTR gets in there and then i end up seeing the guns do a tweet holding the titles and they wrote like top guns out or some shit like that or it, it yeah. kind of funny so what are your thoughts
2: yeah i mean that's so it'll be interesting because there's been all this talk about basically ftr may be sitting out the rest of their contract and then who knows what's going to happen to them but there's a lot of speculation that yeah ftr just comes back and the ass boys are just your transitional champions um which is hilarious because basically the acclaimed have become transitional champions so I don't know. It's so hard to fucking have any investment where um, we can be happy that the world title is on MJF and hopefully it stays that way. The tag titles have been a fucking joke. Um, the TBS or TNT title has been a fucking joke. Um, it's almost like, well, it's our TV title, so it can change hands every week. I mean, it doesn't really need to. You can let somebody hold it for like a couple months. Um, so I I... I I hope that this was just a shitty way to get the titles back on FTR, because I guess, because I guess the fucking Bucks don't care, because now they have their trios titles. We don't want the tag titles; we have the trios titles. Me. Well,
1: they are carrying on, my wayward son. <clears throat> so, I know, hey, I to so I'll be yeah, myself hey, later. I'm gonna go look in the mirror and do hey, it.
2: Hey, hey, there are there are rumblings that a uh, Punk could be back soon. They're still talking <laughs> about it you never I know were mean. what if
1: and it was cody sitting at the mountain dew press conference table and he says i'm young i'm energized i'm in good yeah, shape I and know. i work with fucking adults <laughs> imagine
2: <laughs> that it's fucking it's a fucking 180 man cody saw the writing on the but wall
1: what, i'm not gonna lie how you wrote it you go look at i don't want to be a mark but did he actually say this no. That's <laughs> <fucking mean.
2: laughs> dude i'm telling you just imagine okay again fantasy booking Real life taken out of it, we know it's very unlikely, but let's just say, just for the fucking shit of it, that fucking FTR does win the tag titles. Elite goes out there, they say, they win, they, they retain in a match against whoever they're going to face, right? And FTR comes out and he goes, hey boys, I see you don't care about these anymore, uh, you only seem to care about those now that you and your buddy Kenny are back together, how about we get a partner? And then Punk comes out. Wishful That's thinking.
1: definite hardcore fantasy booking. Yeah. But it's also something I think I kind of... Well, I said I would have had Punk and FTR oh, yeah. in that trios tournament to begin with. Sure. Um. You know. I don't know. I...
2: Or Punk just goes straight after him Omega.
1: Let me just ask this. Yeah, no. He's got to give him a hug, man. He saved the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What if Punk 100% knew when he won that match
2: mm-hmm.
1: my tricep is torn? Mm-hmm. You had 15-20 minutes minimum before they started that press conference at Media Scrum. What if you went to Tony and was like I'm hurt. I'm about to be out. I'm about to
2: do a work shoot right now. So He's definitely That's got... my
1: only theory, I'm hoping. Because I'm saying if he comes back, then that's what happens.
2: He has the wrestling aptitude to do it. My concern is that there's no shortage of people that say he is not the easiest guy to work with. So which maybe made this an easier thing to sell. I have a hard time thinking that the Bucks and Omega would be able to keep it under wrap. Um and again, it's just disappointing because. I want to like CM Punk, and it's hard to know who to listen to just because there are conflicting reports. There are some people saying he is amazing, and there are some people that are just like, he's a fucking douchebag. And honestly, sometimes you can kind of see him being a douchebag. It wouldn't come as a surprise. Yeah, but you know what? Do you think Kevin
1: Nash wasn't a douchebag backstage? Do you think Triple H and Sean weren't douchebags backstage? Oh, I'm sure they are. Everybody was unbearable at some point. I'm sure Kurt Angle was a dickhead in TNA when he was all when he was perk angle. Yeah. So I mean it's <laughs> that's good. It's it, everybody has got their moments, but it, you can't I really I want to fucking believe it's a workshop. Yeah. Shoot, call me dick I don't think it yeah. is it's, call me Mulder. It's just, I'm hopeful. I want to believe. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> took you a second there. Uh
1: it, was, it did. It took a sec. Well, Daniel Bryan Jesus Christ I did it, man. Yeah. I haven't said that in a while. I've done. Bryan Danielson defeated Roosh, and now he is set to face MJF at Revolution in the Iron Man Championship match. Now, one of my favorite things is that, that Ricky Starks action, Jackson going on against that Garcia Guevara Gauntlet Challenge thing, which took place at like halfway through the show. Jericho sat at ringside the entire time in a Lucha mask and a Scissor Me Daddy t-shirt and gave the Judas effect to, I believe, Ricky Starks. And it's funny because after he did it and he started coming over the, the barricade, I'm like, it took him to take the mask off for the crowd to actually go, oh! I was like, it's pretty goddamn apparent. i mean, like, who else do you think it is? Everybody else is out here right now, even Hager.
2: Right. And that, and, is, yeah. and that fucking voluptuous body of his is kind of hard to miss. He's become, he's become, he's become. I don't know. I lost it. I was going somewhere with it.
1: <laughs> fatter, fatter in my mind.
2: Looks he like he is ate daddy a... magic. <laughs>
1: it... But how did someone <laughs> sit next to him all night? You had to have been like, hey, man. Like, I, I don't know. Look at him. <laughs> the, first the biceps time... alone <laughs> coming through a shirt.
2: Well, if he said something, you idiot.
1: He probably didn't even talk. Yeah, he probably didn't. He even had a foam finger. He did look like one big AEW mark, and probably no one talked to him. They're like, wow, this guy's a fucking geek. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. Well, I am ready for this week's Bring It to the Table. Just bring it, bitch! So I had to leave uh, Wednesday morning at like 5.30 from where I'm at here to get into Rochester, start working, stay there all day. And proceed to drink and, you know, hang at the hotel all night. But that's neither here nor there. On the way there, I decided, all right, I got to put something on that keeps me awake, something that has me up. I don't feel like a podcast because sometimes it can be kind of dry. I'm like, stand up. So I got Netflix on my phone. And I was like, oh, what can I do? Ah, Joe Rogan. He has two different ones on there. And I, I, I hadn't seen one of them. And I'm like, all right, this seems pretty good. It was triggered. And God damn, almost went off the road laughing. <laughs> Not just multiple times, but he he talks about how he goes, I got in trouble for saying something I didn't even know I said. He goes, I said <laughs> something on the podcast with Tony H- Hingecliff, or whatever his name yeah. is, he's a wrestling yeah, fan. and he goes yeah. exactly. And he goes, And I said pro wrestling is gay. And he's like, I don't even fucking remember saying it. And then, and he goes, People are like, Oh, he goes, I got nothing but like misspelled hate messages, uh, all these people yelling at me and having for my head. And he goes, But you don't understand, I grew up on Jimmy Snuka, Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan. And he goes, Who doesn't like Ric Flair? And he and he puts the mic at the crowd, the whole crowd goes, Woo! And he goes, We didn't, he goes, We didn't rehearse that. He goes, the guy has his own sound that exuberates when he's around. And he goes, I'm down with wrestling. But what word would you like me to call something that's gay if I'm not allowed to use the word gay? And Tony was like, let me tell you what. Let me have you sit down, watch him wrestling. I'm like, it's me. That's something I would do. But let me me show you some stuff. Maybe you'll like it. He goes, first thing I see is a guy. With Speedos on and shaved legs, with boots that come up to his knees, the other guy is wearing a leather mask. The fuck are you showing me here? And he goes, in any other world, that guy is going to suck some dick with that mask John. <laughs> he goes, outside of that ring that's gay <laughs> dude. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I'm really going to run off the road at this. I, I don't know, man. It was, it was great. I, but I mean, obviously, you know, he's a, he's a wrestling fan too. I mean, like, he, you know, Oh, I, he totally, but of course, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Big time. And then his other stand-up, he talks about Brock Lesnar too.
2: Oh dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, but it's dude, I couldn't stop laughing. And he's like in any other world, that guy wearing that leather mask is there to suck some dick. <laughs>
2: Hard to argue He's with that. Long.
1: He's not wrong. Yeah. Like, how do you explain that to people? Be like, just get away from what they're wearing right now. Don't worry about the leather pants. They have little tassels. It's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's a really good Japanese wrestler,
1: I promise. <laughs> what are you bringing to the table this week?
2: Well, you know... I've mentioned that, uh, you know, in our uh, bowling league, there have been a lot of look alikes. I sent you the picture of the guy that looks like Bret Hart. Hilarious. Another guy there that looks like Goldberg that shows up from time to time. And the two Stone Cold brothers. Well, bowled with them uh, this past week. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, I'll call them out by name. I I doubt they're listeners. I did not plug the podcast during bowling, uh, but I am definitely going to this week. So they're definitely not listeners. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Probably not. (laughs) Uh, But Mike and Max, they, uh, they. could almost pass as identical twins, but they're not. They just look very similar. Uh, but, yeah, dude, Austin lookalikes, shaved head, gold chain, goatee, you know, dollar store, very, very, very thinny. But uh, it was funny as fuck because, you know, we've established that we're both wrestling fans. I wore my Bullet Club shirt once. I think one of them did once. So I don't remember if it was me or, or one of them that got the strike first, but one of us, you know, hit a strike and I come up, and I go to throw up my fist for a fist bump, and he's like, no, that's not how we do, and he throws up too sweet. So all night, all night, we were doing too sweet every time we did good. At one point, he did some, I think he did like the Jeff Jarrett strut. At one point, he comes up, I go, hey, yo, and he started doing the fucking, the airplane, and we both did that at the same time. So it was just cool. We were marking out, you know, the whole time. It was good. Uh, You know, bowling's usually cool, because everybody's pretty righteous, and you, know, you high five fist bump people that are even playing with you, you know, on the lane next to you. It's just it's a good time. Uh just kinda just took it to the next level. So pretty cool. Cheers to you. I guys. was in a
1: league I was in a league a couple of times. One of my favorite ones was there was this team that uh if all five guys in that frame got a a strike, mm-hmm. they would go, Oh strike to the bar and everybody had to go to the bar. But if you were the only one that didn't get the strike, they would call you out, and you had to go buy the drinks. And I'm like, so you're uh, pretty you much just drinking every fucking frame. That's fine. And yeah, it was like, I had a system too. Believe me, mine was chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets,
2: and, and uh, yeah, I'm really the only. I'm the only one that drinks on my team, so I show up with a pitcher, and everybody's looking at me like, uh, "Is that just for you?" I'm like, "Stop being a bitch.
1: <laughs> Stop being a bitch, bitch." Uh, it's it's funny because you, you have this. Uh, you're saying the the uh, movement after you get a strike, things like that, you do the two sweep. No bullshit. You know, when Hall does the arm swipe, the finisher, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like both arms. arms. Like, yeah. yeah like it's yeah. kind of hard to describe over the air. Yep. Um, it's over. If I get a strike, that is my move though. Nice. That's what my move was in the thing. Cause I was never getting them. And then finally one day I did it and it, I did it. My whole fucking team just started laughing. They're like, what's that? I go, cause they all went down.
2: Like yep. that. All of them. There you like, go. <laughs> it became my mood for
1: some weird reason.
2: <laughs> I almost thought about doing the Bret Hart thing, but I don't know if anybody would have got it because it's just him with his hands out like this. <laughs> Is he showing us his dick? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Look at these hips.
1: Look what these can do. You like what you see? Yeah. All right, let's go to the worst.
2: You're going to just skip this day in history?
1: Tight, tight, tight. Tight. <laughs> tight 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 make seven all right you are right man i absolutely forgot about it i'm not gonna skip it we have a new segment on this day in history hulk hogan called someone a brother now let's go to the wars marty
0: you've got to come back with me where Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the new world order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. MY GOD THE BATTLE LINES HAVE BEEN DRAWN! The Generation X in WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! Again, you work for yeah! I want you to know Brett, you still have a friend in this business i'll watch your back anytime anywhere brother in fact hulk hogan if you're out there if you want a piece of this man go through me well that's brian adams hey, brian, in the ring let me give you a hand brother
1: oh wait a minute now just a second this this man we know this man from the past no secret about it he is none other then Brian, Brian at Hey, right
0: He was holding on to Bret Hart, and he held on to Bret Hart as the NWO came in. What a setup! This uh, look at that! Brian Adams is wearing an NWO t-shirt. I they- guess there's a new member now, huh? I guess there is.
1: Now I know that you know, being that it's the wars, we always start with the pay per view that leads into it before we hit your Raw Nitro. But as you heard from the sound clip, uh, yeah, Brian Adams. That's right, the former Crush. I mean, come on, shows up on Nitro, might as well just come out wearing the NWO shirt. I mean, did we have to even do the song and dance?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, But, cool to see him there. I've always liked him, and that's where we're going to get the team eventually of him and uh, former Adam Bomb. Wrath, yeah. Yeah, Chronic. Yeah. Hey, we covered uh, Brian Adams not too long ago. We did. Yeah. In a segment, yeah. All right, hey, man, let's get into it. No way out of Texas. It was the day after Valentine's Day, exactly 25 years ago today. Now, if you bought this pay-per-view like that boy's family did for him, you were there because you were ready for an awesome eight-man Anything goes match. Because you knew it was going to be a badass match. Kind of, you know, there are some parts that were and were, but bait and switch.
2: Yeah, oof.
1: But we'll see. Did it deliver? Did it not? Let's get into it. It was no way out of Texas, and I believe this was
2: in Houston. It was in... I thought Raw was in Houston. This was in... Actually, no, they might have both been in Houston. Yeah, they might have both been in Houston. So this one's weird because it's technically an in-your-house, but they didn't use any of the in-your-house graphics. And if you go on Peacock, it's not listed under in-your-house. As a matter of fact, the last one that's under the in-your-house banner on the cock is the DX one. This is actually listed under No Way Out. Fun story, there is no no way out 99 doesn't return until 2000 there is no basement in the alamo there isn't and if you know that if you were in fucking houston it's close enough to san antonio
1: wow yeah no i, I had no problem finding it
2: there you go well then there you go never mind
1: of course mine did have a very former shitty vhs little d- the, the lines like you like you we were bobbing.
2: watching channel 99
1: 97. No, it was 99. You're right. It was 99. Yeah. Squiggle, squiggle, squiggle.
2: <laughs> That's a fully, man. Anyway, <laughs> our first match is going to be an indicator of how this show is going to go. It is Mero with Sable versus, I'm sorry, Mero with Sable and Goldust with Luna uh, versus the Headbangers. Mero addresses Luna about the incident with Sable. Still last
1: week. Supporting, uh, supporting the uh, Marilyn Mansing. Marilyn.
2: Yep. Marilyn. Yes. Yep. Uh, riding this out. Yep. Oh, they're well. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Uh, Mero says, uh, "Hey, Luna. You know, there's only room for one beautiful woman in this ring. So, Sable, get the hell out of here." Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Domestic abuse. Uh, towards the end of the match, Sable ends up coming back out. And Mero holds her back from Luna. Uh, one of the headbangers is down in the middle of the ring, and they switch places, uh, and they get a roll up for the win. And it takes both of the. It takes both Marilyn and Mero two refs, and three stooges to keep Luna and Sable apart from each other. And towards the end, Sable is finally fighting back against Mero, shoves him a couple times, and on the third one, shoves him right down to the mat.
1: Sounds like a movie I watched on Channel 99 once.
2: Probably. I mean, it's hard to piece together the storyline with all the squiggles, but, you know, you manage sometimes. You do the best you can. Imagination has to play in. Michael Cole's backstage with Owen. talking about the four-way tag, and they say that Shawn Michaels is out. Uh, and they're asking about who the uh, next member is going to be to take his place. Doesn't know, doesn't care. Austin, stay out of my way. And cuts a quick promo on Triple H. Then we
1: get... I hate that it's going to be the end of face Owen. I think if they did it right, they could have really rode this out longer. He eventually is going to turn heel and join nation. Yeah, you know, it's...
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, I guess it's a bit of a bit, a bit retrospective, right? If Sean didn't get hurt, and I know we've talked about this before, but if Sean didn't get hurt, he probably still would have dropped the title to Austin, and Sean and Owen could have had a, a, a decent feud. Now, would they have booked Owen that way? Probably not. I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, he, he took the heat for being the only one left, right? So.
1: I'm just saying, like, you hear the pop when he comes out in oh, his yeah. pay per view, and I'm oh, like, yeah. shit.
2: Big time. And that's in Texas. Yeah. Right? Uh, we get Sonny to the ring as a guest ring announcer for the light heavyweight title match. Of course, it's Pantera versus Taka Michinoku. Uh, Brian Christopher joins the commentary team. Taka retains. Uh, Brian Christopher says, I've had enough of Taka and Lawler's trying to stop him and they're kind of arguing and Taka just hits them both with a splash to the floor. Hooray. Next, we get Kevin Kelly with, uh, Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack in the AOL room. Uh, again, talking about DX needing to pick a replacement for Shawn Michaels. Next is the isn't-this-unfortunate match of this card, but not of the wars by a fucking long shot. And you'll know what I'm talking about as we progress. It's the Quebecers versus the Godwins. It is a goddamn shame to have such good wrestlers in the ring and not giving one shit about the match itself.
1: Yeah, Crow crowd was dead silent just waiting for the main event and everything else to happen. No one really cared.
2: Nope. I didn't either. Damn shame. Godwin's win. Uh, Next, you get the New Age Outlaws with Doc Hendricks asking who the replacement is. Don't you know? I thought you were going to tell us. We should have some say. We're getting disrespected. Blah, blah, blah. There we go. Next, Jeff Jarrett with the NWA versus Bradshaw for the NWA North American title. The ref tosses uh, Wyndham and The Express cornet can stay because he has a manager's license I like they call that out and they're going back to some, i know they're going back to some nwa stuff there uh cornet gets distracted he gets pulled in the ring uh throws him into jeff jarrett uh jarrett ends up using the racket ref sees it it's a dq uh bradshaw slams corny he takes a bump uh, nwa eventually gains control starts beating down bradshaw but lod makes the save again hooray Okay,
1: I'm not going to, uh. Yeah, I'm going to half <laughs> spoil something here. Because if anybody who ever remembers watching WrestleMania 14, I'm not going to give away fucking spoilers here. It's not like you, this is all brand new to anybody. If you decide to watch it, you'd have watched it by now. It opens up with a tag team battle royal, and they come out, and it's the new improved LOD with Sonny.
2: With Sonny, yeah. You
1: know, in my mind, when that happens, and I've seen the pay-per-view more than I've watched the Raws and everything leading up to it, I was like, well, they they must have been gone for at least a couple of months. What, did they just fucking go, ah, new costume change this week, and we are a new LOD. They aren't even gone. They're still there. They're going to be on Raw tomorrow night. Are you shitting me? Like, it was, eh, I, I don't know. I The more that I think about it, I was like, why did anybody give a shit about the return? Everybody's like, oh, look at his LOD.
2: They're still over as fuck. I don't know what they were doing or what was going on at this point. Who the fuck knows?
1: Well, it's still better than the time they put Heidenreich in there when Hawk died.
2: <laughs> or fucking uh, puke. <laughs> Draws. Draws. To uh,
1: try to con- commit manslaughter on TV, pushing someone off a of screen. MJF. He admits to doing it this past week on dynamite. That's
2: yeah, but he was getting yeah. but he was getting a blow job, so fine. that's excusable. Uh, Cole's backstage.
1: <laughs> so as long as you're getting blown while you murder someone, it's okay.
2: Well, I mean I don't know. It was involuntary manslaughter at best, but is the uh, okay, let's just right. move on. Just <laughs> real bad, really quick. We're going into KD Vic territory here. Cole's backstage with Triple H in China. Uh, tri- Triple H says, my phones haven't stopped ringing. Everybody wants to be in DX. Nobody can match HBK. It's going to be three on four. We don't want another partner. And Cole's like, well, they're going to appoint a partner if you don't pick one. He's like, shut up. That's basically the segment. <laughs> uh Doc Hendricks is backstage with the Nation of Domination for their upcoming War of Attrition match. Yeah, yeah. There's a rift in the nation. No, I was
1: actually just thinking about Doc Hendricks. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, I can't wait to talk about Rock because of that. Uh, There's a rift in the nation. So let's speak to the leader of the nation. And Rock grabs the mic for grabs it back and, you know, kind of puts him in his place. And Rock, you know, kind of steps back. And the whole time. While Farouk is cutting a promo, Rock is just flexing, he's raising the eyebrow, he's smiling, he's fucking hamming it up. It's great. It it really is great. It's a throwaway segment. arrogance. But, oh, no, it's fucking fantastic, because, I mean, yeah, we're not even into... No, you're right.
1: It's a throwaway segment on a pay-per-view. Sure. And I hate those. Sometimes I go back and I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to watch, like, I don't know, it was like, I, I think it was like something in 2008 recently. And there was, like, two different times when people just came out and started cutting promos. I was like, I'm glad I never bought this pay-per-view. Jesus. (laughs) I'm like, it's not a TV show,
2: man. Save it for Raw.
1: (laughs) But this does kind of lead to stuff for, I mean, all the way into WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I keep waiting for it. It hasn't happened yet. I'm assuming it's soon. We got a lot well, yeah, well, let's not jump ahead. Anyway. (laughs) That's all, folks. We get the nation versus Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, and Disciples of Apocalypse in the War of Attrition match. It turns into a brawl, or a war, of attrition.
1: Of attrition.
2: Shamrock wins with the ankle lock on The Rock. Uh, rock and Farouk face off. Rock shoves Farouk. Uh, Farouk ends up, instead of taking that out on Rock, he hits d Uh The Rock walks off. He comes back. Farouk tells him to fall in line and, and raise the fist. They all do, and that's that. Fiss me. Daddy ass. Next, you get Cole backstage with Austin. Austin gets fed up, says, if you don't shut up, I'm going to start whooping your ass. There you go. Um, Every
1: awesome promo for the next couple of years. (laughs)
2: Yeah, right. Uh, Kane versus Vader is your next match. I feel so bad for Vader. Vader had that awful match with Shawn Michaels where Shawn basically literally curb stomped him. And like wrung his head up. And, And Vader fought on. Uh, Kane wins and hits Vader with a wrench post-match, and they had to stretcher him out. So,
1: do you remember last week I I brought up that Vader thing? Just a big fat piece of shit. Yeah. So, that happens at the following pay-per-view of WrestleMania, which would have been over the Edge 98. They do all this build-up, Kane versus Vader, Kane versus Vader, at WrestleMania, well, Kane versus Undertaker. And then when it's over, Kane versus Vader. Just not understanding. I guess Vader is the. I mean,
2: honestly, biggest,
1: toughest guy you could put him against for a couple of pay per views until you get to WrestleMania for the payoff.
2: I think. I think it's just Vince laying into the Attitude area where he's fading the uh, older stars out. It's happening with LOD. It's happening with Vader. Um, oddly enough, the NWA thing's still going on, but exactly how you
1: could just segue into that.
2: Yeah. Who the fuck knows, man?
1: Well, he's not going to, I, don't Dude, I was going to say, I yeah, I
2: sure. yeah, don't ask me to make sense of this chicken shit. I don't know. Fucking spaghetti wall pan. <laughs> all right. Well, that leads I'm us at the main event. The... <laughs> yes, this is, we're at the main event. Um. All right. So triple H, the outlaws and question mark. Now at this point, not remembering what happened, I thought, you know what would be awesome?
1: Wait, no, wait. This is uh faces come out first, right?
2: Mm, I thought the heels came out first. No, no,
1: no, you're right, you're right. I absolutely am wrong. Yeah. You're right, hang on. But I do want to make make mention of something. Here's how I know they were definitely in Houston because Road Dog comes out mm-hmm. in a Tennessee, Tennessee Oilers. Oilers. Yeah, they didn't even change Jersey. to the Titans
2: yet. Yeah, weird.
1: Roy and that's why he was talking shit uh about that. And it's funny because there's a different variation how he does a ladies and gentlemen boys and girls. He he goes uh badass billy Gunn, the road dog Jesse James. I'm like it's funny like he fine tunes it in a different way how he normally does, you know.
2: Oh, he's still fine tuning it, yeah. It's great yeah, though. It's, it's fun better. to watch
1: along the way. Yep. Uh Triple H comes out of course with China yeah. and I need to take the, just this one right here the worst I hate to say it because he's a good wrestler I've always liked him but I mean shit we even talked about him last year or two years ago with him and Austin with their feud they had the strap mm-hmm. match yep fucking Savio Vega yeah <laughs> Dude, the crowd, you could hear them all instantly think out loud, I want my fucking money back. Are you shitting me? Hard subject to change. You got a pay-per-view. It it is always subject to change. But you couldn't get someone that was better leveled than, well, okay, hang on, I'll give you this. At this exact moment, who are your heels? You can't have Kane go in there and lose. So who's left?
2: Honestly, what I thought was Savio Vega. <laughs> what I thought was going to happen was that China would have taken his place.
1: Oh, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah, but we can't expose her to too much uh, fighting with guys yet. Yeah, she hasn't yeah. taken. Yeah, yeah I know you got to so. wait. You got to wait a couple yeah. years on that. <laughs> well, you got to. W- she has to take a bump soon. Maybe. Um. Yeah. So Savio Vega comes right, out. The point, crowd. Yeah. Literally, you could hear an immediate gasp.
2: Yeah. It also brings up an interesting point, because I didn't realize that Sean didn't wrestle in this match. Does he wrestle any matches from the match he had against Taker where he got hurt until Mania? I didn't think so. Not a one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just had to show up, pilled up, work it up, get out.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so then out comes Owen, immediate pop. Oh, yeah. At least that took the deflation that was in the room because of Savio Vega. They're like, right, fuck it, I guess we'll make it work with him. Owen comes out, and then Funk and Foley. And the match kind of just begins. Because, look at I think it was the smartest move I thought about. It. I'm like, you can get the main pop or whatever and chase everybody out of the ring. I thought it was smart how... Foley and Funk go running in, and Owen's like, "Fuck it, I'm with them. Let's go!" And all the heels powder out of the ring real quick. And just as everyone is distracted enough about what's going on, that's when you hit the glass. And it was, I, I, I they, they did very good timely glass breaks certain times. This was one of them. Right. Crowd pop could have been a touch better. I feel like, but I think they were all still like Savio Vega, yay! <laughs> like. <laughs>
2: Awful, awful, awful. Uh, this was just a garbage match. Um, Austin wins with a started hot. It, no, I mean, listen, I mean, there, there was, you know, you know, it had you know some energy to it. Um, the best part is that Austin wins. and at the end, you know, the heels powder and China starts faces off with Austin shoves him this twice and he's like listen i ain't gonna fucking deal with this and he goes to leave and she fucking flips him off i was almost gonna try to get a picture of that and use that as the logo but i don't know if that would have flown so now she flips him flips him off walks away remember we're in texas so austin is like oh for real austin goes <laughs> back into the ring china's back is turn and he's and he's just mocking her like shaking it shaking his head like "Yeah, yeah 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 she turns around stuns her Gives her the bird. First bump that
1: she has taken, man. And it was awesome.
2: Yep. And fucking, and then, dude, he even he even fucking got on the mic and got on the turnbuckle and just screamed, oh, hell yeah, the crowd is fucking hot as hell. I'm glad they sent him home happy because this pay-per-view sucked. Yeah. You
1: can't win them all, yeah. I guess.
2: Sometimes when you lose, you actually lose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Rosie Proud. Okay, so... Now, what we like to do normally is just go, okay, well, if it was the pay-per-view, let's lead right in with that show. Go ahead. Talk
2: about Monday. I assume that means you want me to go to Nitro because Raw was apparently on Saturday night, even though according to the cock it was on Monday. Weird. It is very weird. So do you want to just go into Nitro or do you want to go right into Raw since they had the pay-per-view?
1: No, we'll go in order. I like the order.
2: All right. So we'll go to Nitro then. Uh, We open up uh, with In Memory of Louis Spicoli. Because
1: I, well, sorry, yes, I I will say this. I texted you, I said, unopposed, Nitro brought it. A lot of good shit. And, okay, there was some okay things. We'll get into it, we'll get into it. But yes, it opened up with uh,
2: the Spicoli uh, tribute. You were right. I I didn't realize he died. Um, It was fucked up. They gave him a one-bell salute, which I didn't understand. They, hey, in memory of Luis Piccoli. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't catch it. I'm like, what the fuck? I
1: think I thought it was because of the version. Unless I was it was like, a glitch or
2: <laughs> I paused it and accidentally skipped forward. I don't know. It sounded like a one-bill salute. But anyway, uh, yeah, as usual, we get our recap of last week's main event. Uh, it's a go-home show for Super Brawl. Uh, they re- ding. they hmm? What? What? <laughs> Just just dinging oh I'll hear it Yeah, ding uh they just did random dings they did it they got to 10 by the end of the show. it was just random here and there. <laughs> um yeah so they recap Thunder Hogan macho face off Bischoff booked Macho and Hogan as tag partners for Nitro's main event facing Luger and Sting. Macho says, yeah I do apologize. apologize I didn't do this sooner he hits Hogan he hits Bischoff and he bounces.
1: I I will have to uh, throw this in there the fact that we are not watching Thunder as well. Thank God. They do a really good job of giving us some uh, video packages as to what happened. Well, this is what happened this past Thursday. I'm like, good, because I wasn't watching. I think it's good (laughs)
2: enough. I think it's good enough. (laughs) So Hogan, Bischoff, and the NWO go to the ring, and Hogan's talking about the A's and the B's, and now they're going to get to the C's and the D's. Hogan starts ta- talking about corporate gaga. This made no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, macho and Liz are at the top of the ramp. Macho says, all right, I'll see you later. They're still not friends, blah, blah, blah.
1: He's been listening to a lot of Jackson 5.
2: I like little Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Sophisticated, like a young Michael Jackson. <laughs> Just an uncouth
1: a one star or a half a star? I'm going to have to stab somebody to get my wrap up.
2: How about a maniacal pillow fight?
1: <laughs> you can hit him with that hammer. I don't want to kill him. <laughs> the only time I like Bill Goldberg.
2: Exactly. Right. Um George Steinbrenner's at ringside. Awesome. Uh, yep. Probably yep. with his third wife or something because she was dressed just like Sonny was. I ain't mad. I'm just saying. Uh,
1: happy birthday
2: oh god can we please just I just forgot about that why'd you have to bring it back up Uh, also other forgettable things the next match Hugh Morris versus Goldberg guess who wins next we get a video package on on the Steiner brothers and Scott's recent attitude change we get Hall and Nash coming out to commentary after that saying oh we've been singled out by WCW hey uh, you know our names aren't on the list for those tag titles it's a little kabuki ish Scott Hall kind of looks at him like, oh, I kind of like that. That's that's a good call. It's a nice reference. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they do the inside baseball talk. Um, and then with the oddest request ever, we have a title match at Super Bowl, but we want it tonight. Shivani's like, but you have a title match on Sunday. Why do you want it now? Nash tells Zabisco, shut up or I'll unplug your dialysis. It's wrestling. Little man. Yeah, because wrestling, especially WCW <laughs> wrestling. Uh, we got another flashback to Thunder, Hogan calling out Bret Hart. Next, sick boy beats Mark Starr using the pedigree. Thought that was interesting. Uh, next, you get the Outsiders with Dusty versus Pubic Enemy. Oh, God, they're back. You know, a little sidetrack here. You know what I can't wait for in the wars? When the Acolytes face Pubic Enemy. You remember that shit show? I think that
1: was uh um sorry to step aside the um that's on a Sunday night heat though
2: uh yeah it, it is. won't be on a raw it is I'm still gonna watch it cause I fuck because I want to see pubic enemy get the shit kicked out of him
1: make sure we pencil that one in yeah. there
2: for sure. <laughs> yeah, right uh, Nash hits a power bomb this dude this was sketchy as fuck you got well, I think uh I think Rocco is on a table on the floor and Nash picks up Grunge and power bombs him. To the floor, and he almost didn't get him up. He almost fucking did another giant there, but they got it. Uh, and Nash does a fucking Hannibal Lecter impersonation, and uh, he gets handcuffed again. And he's up to two hundred thousand in fines. And he says Attica again. So yeah, they're really bringing it this this episode. Next, when he said Thug Life. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been better if he did. Next, you get Mean Gene on the ramp with Nick Patrick. Uh, Patrick's been turned down again from working a match tonight. Says it's a conspiracy. I like to compare it to George Clinton's character defamation. It's a right-wing conspiracy. It's character assassination. He says, you know, I heard Hogan offer to pay pay for my uh, legal battle against WCW, and I accept that offer. Okay. Next. I see Mike Enos come out to the ring. And I say to myself... Who's going to interrupt this match? What angle is this going to be used for? And you know what? Do you think
1: he gets called in just for those? Like, hey, man, we got to run in.
2: He faces Barry Horowitz. And guess what happened? A wrestling match happened. And Mike Enos won.
1: They were really stretching on time this week, apparently. You even got Barry Horowitz. and No offense, I love Barry Horowitz. Right. But when you have a Barry Horowitz match yeah. against Mike Enos in the middle of Nitro, and no one's interrupting
2: yeah, by at least the second minute, we're stretching for time. We are stretching indeed. Uh, <clears throat> next, uh, hey, we got to go backstage. There's a, there's a little kerfuffle going on there. It's Bulldog in his finest early 90s tracksuit. Sh- track with a cup of coffee, getting ready to go back in the locker room. Mongo confronts him, knocks the coffee out of his hand, and it's a pull apart. Yep. You heard me.
1: I just, it, it, I'm not understanding. It's like every time someone comes in, I feel like they have Mongo go against someone first. Yeah. Didn't Goldberg just have a feud with him too?
2: It was super short, dude. I think it was like three weeks at best. Yeah. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, but still. But still, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, another thing that I saw a video on the other day. We are, so what, we're in February. Uh, so seven months from now, he's already fired. Fire him. He's already fired. Seven months. Seven months. No. <laughs> Never mind. You, you said Mongo. It made me think about the, the whole... uh Horseman Reunion Flares promo on the show. Oh, that Seven is fired. oh Seven I'm months. like, which guy gets fired? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh,
1: gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm sure there. Bulldog gets kind fired
2: of. at some point. Don't worry, it's coming. Uh yeah, so now we head into hour two. Ugh. Opens up LaParca versus Eugene Nagata. Disco cock knocker stuns part laparco while the refs <laughs> distract and the locks in a figure four to win. Next you get Kidman versus Ultimate Dragon. Uh they mentioned Brett's just arrived to the arena. You get a suplex reversed into a dragon sleeper for the win. It was a nice spot. And for once, the flock doesn't flock. Ah. There you go. Gene's in ring with Diamond Dallas Page. He's got title match at Super Bowl versus Benoit. He says, I want Benoit at his best. He also wants to team up against Saturn and Raven with Benoit on Thunder. Uh, he says, hey, Raven, why don't we fucking just do this? Gene bounces, the bell rings, and Saturn runs into kind of even the odds, I guess, for the flock, but then Benoit runs in and there's no match. So they rang the bell for nothing. That one was really for Spicoli.
1: He. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you took me back. Yo, but when Benoit made his way out there, man, first, this is probably the longest I've ever seen his hair. It's funny, when he gets to WWE, his hair never really makes it past, like, short. You know what I mean? Right. but I forgot how long it is at this time because he comes out wearing like a black shirt and just slides in the ring, but the crowd goes ape Oh, yeah, he's over as fuck. Oh, God. I Mixed feelings. Every time I watch anything of his, I'm just like, not like, oh, if I watch this, I'm going to hell. I'm there. <laughs> but it's just more of like, when I watch it, I'm like, it just sucks knowing the inevitable. And I'm like, I just want one day somehow. It just gets found out. Wait, wait, wait. It was murder.
2: Yeah, that's the case that they gave him. It won't happen. But he was dead, so it didn't matter. Um, (laughs) Murder! Murder
1: was the case that they gave me.
2: So another recap from Thunder. I got my
1: mama and my daddy and my homies in my corner. You
2: You want to just break for a rap battle real quick, or should we get back to this?
1: All right, your turn.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. Go. I did not agree to that at all. Another recap from Thunder. Mang uh, was facing Hugh Morris, locks in the tongue and death grip, won't let go. Heart's getting pissed off, calls out Barbarian, and then Mang locks in the tongue and grip on Barbarian.
1: So the end of Faces of Fear. Again, extremely glad you're showing me these things on Nitro, Mm -hmm. or uh, yeah, Nitro, what happened on Thunder, Mm -hmm. because, holy shit, Yeah, the match I didn't think I was going to be seeing anytime soon, if at all, I, I... to be honest with you, no bullshit. Just with how Nitro went out in life, Faces of Fear could have been together all the way to the very end. For as much as I knew,
2: yeah, hundred percent. Not
1: to be sarcastic, hundred percent. And uh- oh my God, we are getting a match on Nitro. And you know how you say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote you: the match that you just, you just sit back and watch. Holy shit, that's what it was. They got about a good eight minutes of two hosses yeah, just beating it, the shit out of each other. It was a
2: hoss fight. It was a hoss fight. Jimmy Hart came out with the barbarian, making his side very uh, well known. Um, Jimmy Hart hits Mang with the wooden chair in the head twice. Obviously, a big mistake, and it takes Barbarian to kick Mang four times in the face to get him down. So I mean, they at least they kept that fucking you know story that mang is not somebody you can just bring down and fucking head make to. him look strong yep 100% so
1: you know okay it, the 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 chair didn't break on the first I know it one. didn't it like <laughs> dent broke
2: it was a hogan the third, shot or the second one it was a hogan yes. chair shot
1: the second one when it went through it was jagged wood up in different angles and i was like oh my god dude that could have very easily went so south like real quick and Ming just shakes it while it's on his head like a fucking
0: rabid dog. Yeah, he's a badass. Like
1: has a toy. He's a badass. Um, and you were mentioning uh, the the four kicks. One of them, I think, was to the chest more than the head. Yeah. The final one was extremely Square. hard into the temple. Oh, yeah. The What I loved is in the opening, the punches on Ming's head as well as the punches that he was giving to Barbarian no one throws today oh no no one connects like that and oh my god dude it was when i watched it i got i swear to god i was like oh this is why we're watching the wars i didn't know this existed this is the best thing ever i'm like i'm gonna watch this again at some point you know it was so awesome to see
2: yeah you know damn well before the match they're like all right we're just gonna pretend we were at the bar and we just had like a case of beer between the two of us and we just started fucking around with each other (sighs) Probably what it was. It's
1: like the APA. It's it's the U.S. APA. Mm-hmm. Not U.S., Jesus Christ. The WWE APA. Right. Jesus Christ. I don't know why. Gross well, enough. Let's move on, please, before I say something really bad.
2: Moving on. Next, we get Saturn versus Disco Dingus. Uh Disco was attacked by La Parca on the ramp during the entrance. You know, I never thought about it until just now. It's hilarious that Sean Spears stole his The Chairman gimmick from fucking La Parca. Oh, yeah. Fucking hilarious.
1: Well... But he does it a little bit different. Well, yeah, oh well,
2: I, it's I'm not saying he stole it, but I mean it, it's pretty much the same fucking thing.
1: My favorite thing oh. about Laparka I always remember is, and he hasn't really began doing it yet, but putting the chair right to his side and how he dances, walking with the chair. He uh,
2: uh, he did it. He did it on Nitro.
1: Oh, did he? Yep. Okay, all right, maybe because he was mocking on because he it's... was
2: mocking disco.
1: Okay, well yep. he always dances like that pretty much from here on out with That's it. That's hilarious. I love it. He's it's. <laughs> Gotta love Leparka. Yeah, anytime, any dude, I love parka But he was actually, it's him, Mysterio, and Ultimo Dragon. Those are the
2: three that I liked and followed in WCW. Yeah, Dragon's the fucking man. Uh, so, yeah, so Disco can't compete. So, who's the best one to take his place? Rick Martel, even though he has a TV title match later in the night. Flock interferes, rings a salve okay. for the
1: win. We are stretching for time. I almost now wonder, and I'm not being sarcastic. Do you think some people called in, and been like, "I'm not working tonight because of Louis"? That was before then. Yeah, but you said he died in six days. I don't know, man. I'm just wondering because I don't know, man, because double. Disco's worked twice. A lot of people are working twice on this show.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think, I think, I mean, Spicola, that's also
1: three hours. What am I talking
2: about? I don't know who he was close with. You know what I mean? So I don't know how much that would have affected things.
1: Big stretch. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's because yeah, you're right. Because when you said Rick Martell, I was like, <clears throat> he did do this as well. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. But Martell's one of those dudes that you know damn well can do it, you know, because he's a fucking pro. So next I got really excited, and then it was all ripped away from me. I see Kurt Hennig and Bob Rood, uh, <laughs> no, Rick Rood, uh, come down, and he's going to be facing Bobby Eaton. And I said, holy shit, this has the potential to be a great fucking match. No, it was a squash. Hennig won in like three minutes.
1: You know what I said? Holy shit. Where the fuck is Rick's mustache?
2: (laughs) He hasn't had it for the last couple of weeks. He hasn't had it. But it was very prominent this time.
1: Extremely prominent. Like they baby oiled his face (laughs) extra. I couldn't (laughs) deal with it. And I go, who does he remind me of? And I figured it out, man. Family Guy, the movie. Tom Tucker. When he. Loses his job and Peter gets the you know what really grinds my gears segment. Tom Tucker when he leaves they go ah 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 don't forget it
2: and he has to give over his mustache before yeah. he leaves. When he comes back they throw it up in the air and it lands directly to... on his face. Yeah, I like how the he goes oh
0: Daddy missed you. Oh, you're so I love
2: I love where in the Bible that that says I can't fire off a couple knuckle children in my neighbor's <laughs> living room when he's not at home.
1: <laughs> that's what grinds my gears <laughs> knuckle
2: children i love it it's one of the best euphemisms out Lindsay,
1: there. low end you're acting like you want me but you don't what do you want what do you want what are we doing you want nothing <laughs>
2: all right but
1: when tom tucker loses his mustache that's what it reminded me of when i looked yeah. at rick rude and i was like at least i got rid of mine
2: Thank God for some little miracles, right? Uh, after this match, we see... I
1: mean, hey, you know... Yeah. Shit, if, if you're not going to say it, I will. Oh, what a difference <laughs> a shave can make.
2: There you go. That'll have to be the episode name. There you go. Yeah, it is the fucking promo right there. It's the same promo. Just change the word because fucking... It, it, oh, what a difference a shave makes. Indeed uh yeah it was i do have to say this though what's that
1: it's sad when i see this duo together yeah because i always think about the fucktard that was like yeah i'm gonna ask kurt henning about a match he's coming up to tonight in thunder and then i'm gonna follow up with hey let's talk about your buddy's death what are your thoughts on that yeah like, are you shitting me? And you've watched that. And yeah, if, oh, 100%. It,
2: Kurt could have been a lot cruder, but he kept it together, man. He was a pro about it.
1: And he gets upset and he's like, it busts, it, it, he goes, it burns my ass. I think that's how he said it. He goes, it really burns my ass as to uh, the people who act like they care in this business and they don't. You know, probably saying like who showed up, who didn't, things like that. But, um, that was one of his very best friends. He was in the Heenan family. They were together on the road for a long time together. So when I see him together in WCW, I'm just like, man, I can't remember the year, honestly, that Rude dies. I want to say 99? Yeah, I think it's 99. Um, so it's like just sad to see this right here because I'm like, oh, man. like, well, They're probably enjoying their time together right now because they're back together on the road, right? But it's just even, sad
2: to see in the long run. It's It's even sadder because when you see those NWO segments, they're cronying up next to each other. They're just shooting the shit with each other. Yep. They're like, can you believe we're getting a paycheck for this? So, to me,
1: every time, and this is a side, whatever, personal thing, when I do a uh, 2K game and you make your stables, you got the Heenan family. You know, I always put those together, right? Those guys, I always make them a tag team together. Nice. Because if Rude didn't get hurt, Man, could you imagine him and Henning together? Henning, (laughs) I still did it. Henning together in the NWO. Right now, I'm like that. That would have been a a badass fucking tag team. They still could have been at any point. It sucks that Rude got hurt.
2: Yeah, especially you know doing what he loved doing, man. Uh, You know it's funny because those two guys both had uh, Lloyd's of London's insurance policies on their bodies. Uh, which I think is one of the reasons they didn't let him wrestle in WWE after his injury. Which is hilarious right. because he just went on to fucking keep wrestling for a while. So, yeah, a lot of weird shit there uh, with an unfortunate ending, to say the least.
1: Yeah, and also, obviously, a, a real big rest in peace to Rick Rude's mustache. Obviously, you know, we're, we, we miss you, man. Hope you, hope you get well soon.
2: Maybe they needed to dress <laughs> Piccoli up for his wake.
1: Jesus. <laughs>
2: okay. Ding! <Anyway>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's three.
2: <laughs> We're going into hour three, speaking of that. We get Buffin stuff versus the Steiners. Rick starts the match this time, and they tag as normal, working together. But the NWO interferes, and it's a DQ anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. Next, you get Rick Martell versus Booker T for the TV title. Uh, ref takes the worst ref bump ever. Basically, he gets kicked in the knee, and he's holding his head.
1: My neck, my back, my neck and my back.
2: Pretty I'm much. I'm suing. <laughs> I want 150. All right, anyway. Uh, Saturn hits Martel. Booker hits Saturn. Hurts his leg in the process. Martel locks in the Quebec crab, and fucking Booker taps. Rick Martel wins the TV title. Woo! Dude, amazing! I was so
1: excited when I was watching this. Yeah,
2: fucking amazing. In the uh,
1: same night, you're going to give me Ming and Barbarian, and you gave me Rick Martell winning your TV championship? Hell yeah. yeah. One of the best Nitros I've watched in a while. Yeah, well,
2: at least for those two things. Um,
1: and you're giving me random Spicoli dings? <laughs> fucking awesome, man. I appreciate it. Keep them coming. Ding!
2: So it was supposed to be Booker T versus Saturn at Super Bowl for the TV title, but now it will be Rick Martell versus Saturn. Uh, maybe. Next, we get Gene in a ring with Bret Hart. Cuts a promo on Hogan. and says, hey, Hogan's been making excuses. He's scared of me. He's been running and hiding from me for years, which is fucking hilarious because all you got to think about is Yokozuna. <laughs> That's all you got to think about right there. Fucking Flair put him over. Piper put him over.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I still don't understand how Hogan never thought, yeah, I could put Bret over. I mean, like, how did you not, in all the years in the succession of him being in that company with you, how did you not see him? I mean, he was legit the same size, if not a little bit bigger, than Randy Savage. And you feuded with him, no problem, as your tag team partner and foe. I I never understood why he didn't like Brett. Oh, my God. So, wait, Hogan not only didn't like black people, he also didn't like Canadians?
2: Wow, he really is a xenophobe, huh? damn (laughs) brother uh yeah so anyway at this point it's when somebody enters the ring and i think you already mentioned it so we'll just get to it it's fucking crush no it's not crush it's brian well they took a
1: little bit of time to even call it out the announcers they did 25 seconds well which I'm okay with. I like that. I think like, it's because yeah, they were
2: uh, they were talking, so they waited until they could kind of interject. So but yeah.
1: I gotta say, for everything that you did all night giving us two Rick Martel matches. Uh Horwitz versus whoever. Mikey you know knows. what I mean? Like you really stretch it. Mikey knows, right? You like you stretch some shit out. Ding. you very easily could have stretched this promo out to make it a touch better and more dramatic i don't know if Henning Henig jumped the gun but so as you're hearing in in the segment that i put on the sound clip there is that crush now brian adams he goes shake my hand and i'll tell you brother i'm gonna be here i got your back yada 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 And Mean Gene is like, Now, I want to bring to your attention, everybody, that uh, he can't be... We know who he is. Yeah,
2: he does say that. We know this guy. It was weird,
1: but what happened is it was supposed to be where he grabs his hand, right? At least. And then pulls him in. And then you get the, the jump. Hennig was already like... Three quarters in the ring before Crush just grabbed his hand and pulled him in real quick. I'm like, it could have been done so much better. And they rushed the segment. And I'm like, but you put in so much stupid filler. Why why did you mess this one up? It was, I felt like it was just a little
2: miscue. Who
1: knows? Thank you. It was rushed. I didn't care for it. But I, again, if you got anybody who has ever been a heel in the WWE and they are now coming over to, to WCW... Do not waste your time. Just put the goddamn NWO shirt on him, and let's just get to the chase.
2: Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, The cool thing about this was is you got some bumps between Brett and uh, Hennig, which was cool because of the history. Uh, And, man, Hennig Hennig took those bumps. Uh, But Flair runs in to assist. Uh, They shake hands afterwards, and there you go. Uh, The crowd did pop for it, so you got to give them that anyway. Next. In the WTF moment of the night, Mean Gene's on the ramp with J.J. Dillon. Dillon says, "I want Saturn, Booker T, and Rick Martel out here, right now." So, it was supposed to be Booker T versus Saturn for the TV title at Super Brawl. It's now going to be Booker T versus Rick Martel. Saturn is like, "Well, what the fuck? I had a championship match." He goes, "Well, hold on." He goes, "After that match, whoever wins the title is going to have to defend that title against you, Saturn." And even Gene's like, what the fuck are you on about? And J.J. Dillon says, it's not about what's fair, it's about what's right. That makes no fucking sense. It does. Could have just been a triple uh, And threat. it
1: doesn't, because, okay, it, I mean, wrestling.
2: Mm. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed.
1: It's the best I can give you.
2: Okay, well, there you go. Well, in another, you know, fortunate uh, match that I'd be happy to watch and was happy to watch, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Uh, Eddie gets thrown into Jericho, knocking him off the apron, and Malenko wins with a cloverleaf. There's really not much else to say other than that. Some matches you just watch. Yeah. ding, ding. I hope you're keeping track because we're almost done. Bischoff's on the mic in ring. He says Nash was fine 50,000. It's a right-wing conspiracy. That's the second time they've thrown that out there tonight. Uh, You know, Hogan's late. He has to write the check on the dashboard, you know, and then his brother has to sign it. Uh, And at this point, we are heading into our main event of the evening with eight minutes left. Ding! Our our main event being Sting and Luger versus Hogan and Macho. Uh, They jump, uh, heels jump the faces during the entrance, which has happened several times tonight. At this point, there's five minutes left. Michael Buffer's still in the ring. He says, let the match begin they're just fighting on the floor.
1: (laughs) I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs)
2: pretty much. Uh, Hogan denies a tag at one point. Macho just slaps him on the back to tag him in. Scorpion, Deathlock, NWO runs in. It's a DQ. Hogan and Macho start fighting. Flair and Brett are out. They clear the ring. We'll see you on Thursday, and then on Sunday on Super Brawl. Ding! And with that final...
1: Oh, no. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. We, we we got more to go. Normally, we're used to ending with Metro. Oh, yeah. so like, hey, man, let's get ready. <laughs> no, we got raw. I forgot. It was on Saturday. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Again, I was so raw. excited about the final ding, dude. Come on. <laughs> Boom.
2: Boom. All right. So we open up with LOD versus the Quebecers. Outlaws are out there with the dumpster again, and they trap Hawk inside the dumpster. and brought case. Sonny to the ringside? Yeah. Not that type of dumpster. Animal chases him off of the chair and LOD gets counted out. Again, they're getting the fucking treatment, that's for sure. We get a hype package. Dumpster side up. Dumpster side up. <laughs> Dumpster that's side the new up. one. Well, that's hey, I mean, that's not the worst thing, you know?
1: I've looked up worse on Banger Bros.
2: <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, we get a China hype package, and we are informed by commentary that she's going to be suing Austin for emotional distress. There you go. Shamrock after they just show you
1: of straight up video package for two straight minutes of her fucking up other guys on the entire roster. They're right. like, China feels a little emotionally hurt as a woman and would like to sue you because of the stunner that you did, uh, at the pay-per-view. I hated it. I hate the suing thing. It was just stupid.
2: They got, yeah, they thought it was a rib, but it really was just unnecessary. So yeah, One rib. One. (laughs) This poor shit my mouth. Yeah. All right. Anyway, next we get Shamrock versus Sniper. Shamrock wins. And then the Jackal runs down Sniper. Then we get recon backstage about a rift in the Truth Commission. And Sniper chimes in. And there's apparently a rift in the Truth Commission. So oddities in a month or two.
1: Yeah. And I was staring at uh, Recon. It's funny; their names are just as close as uh, retribution. Yeah, but I know, right? I was like, I know this guy. I know it, and I think it's who he it is. And I look it up, and I was right, man. It's Bull Buchanan, who we're gonna oh. see in like the earlier two thousands, yeah. anyway. You know, late ninety nine, two thousand. It was just, I was like, oh shit, he's oh, way shit. more jacked up when he becomes back as Bull Buchanan, right? But I knew I looked him up, and so I looked up every other person, and besides Don Callis and Bull. Well, in Kurgan, you know, we obviously know. But other than that, eh, everybody else is pretty much
2: a nobody Adios. in wrestling. Yep. Pretty much. yeah. Yep. So right. Sniper,
1: <clears throat> hit the bricks.
2: <clears throat> yeah, get out of here. Next, we get Marrow with Sable in a ring with Lawler. Lawler with the fucking worst line of the night. Hey, you know, split happens. You guys going to split up? Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible.
1: Well, he would know. <clears throat> I mean, he's divorced from like 14 different 16 year olds
2: oh yeah we uh left it it's out okay of the news.
1: jerry lee lewis did it too it was all right he did it never mind
2: you know it's funny we left it out of the news but Lawler almost died you know he's apparently oh yeah
1: out. that's right he did he had a stroke but he's smiling again so that's why i was like yeah whatever
2: he's good jimmy hart's hanging out with him so he's in good spirits uh yeah basically it's all about sable trying to steal marrow spotlight and marrow tells <laughs> Lawler hey, at
1: least wait at least it's better than Oh, yeah, Barry Windham almost died as our leaving of a show. At least this time we remembered it. Oh, yeah, Jerry uh, Jerry Lawler almost died, but good call. Nice and early this time.
2: <laughs> Mero says, Sable knows her place and does exactly what I say. Somebody delivers flowers to the ring for Sable and says, and she basically says, well, it's nice to know someone's thinking about me. She leaves with the flowers. Marrow chases her down to the back. There you go. So we get a promo from Jim Cornette says, hey, you know, you fans really fucking grind my gears. You guys wanted real wrestling. You applaud. Now that I've done it, you're booing us. I'm ashamed, I'm disgusted, and I'm appalled. And you know what? The Rock and Roll Express have a title match tonight, and the NWA has assigned Ref Tommy Young to the match. This was... Go ahead.
1: I'm laughing at all of it. Just go.
2: Okay. So we do get the rock and roll versus headbangers for the NWA tag titles. Thrasher's about to get a three count, and Mosh throws Gibson over the top rope. Ref sees it, calls a DQ. I fucking love it. I hate the rule, but they fucking alluded to it. It's an NWA ref. You done fucked up, Mosh. That's illegal. It's a DQ fucking great it probably didn't translate well to the audience at the time but me looking it back didn't at it
1: at all if you watch them they're all like yeah,
2: eh? Eh? speaking of eh? <laughs> yeah so again it, it did not translate at all but i loved it i thought it was clever so it was just that and you know
1: you know what really grinds my gears <laughs> motherfucker
2: <laughs> we are getting a lot of cornet lately i kind of like it so you know not you know, it's not his best stuff, but still, at least we're seeing him. Um, I have to bring this up right before the war zone. They bring up their WrestleMania millennium moment. One of my favorites, Andre, the giant choking Bob Euchre. Gotta fucking love it. Yep. You can't say goddamn on the air.
1: <laughs> Nobody's listening.
2: <laughs> All right. We uh, take over money <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> um, Heading into the war zone, we get Austin in the ring with Jr. Austin sporting his most mm. fetching fanny pack. I-
1: Yo, he was either the biggest fanny pack in the world or he had that stuff with something because that thing was big. I was like, come on, don't you feel a touch weird? What's in there? Your other set of hoop earrings? Beers. Then pull one out at least and drink it in front of everybody. Make yeah. it at
2: least... It's, it was weird. It was rather weird. Maybe he was late to the arena. you didn't have time to take it off. Uh, I didn't bring my bag, goddammit. This is all I wore. Yeah, basically, it's uh, why do you stun China? Because you don't mess with Stone Cold. Mania 14, Austin, Michaels, Tyson, the shit's on. That's it. Promo over. Sell tickets. Next. Remember how I said... Bobby Eaton versus Kurt Hennig. I was excited for it, and I hoped it would be a Mm -hmm. good match because it had potential with two great wrestlers, and that didn't happen. All right, well, next we got Jeff Jarrett versus Owen for the European title. I mean, fuck. Fuck, right? NWA, NWA's ordered to the back like they were at the pay-per-view. Owen hits a sharpshooter. Cornette goes for a swing with the racket. Owen ducks. It's a DQ. Owen locks in the sharpshooter on Cornette. Again, I mean, they got more wrestling in than Hennig and Eaton did. The other one, yeah. But it still was kind of, you know, fell flat. Can I just say something? I know we've said this before, um, and I just need to say it again. Man, Jeff Jarrett never really found his fucking place he was always no, a right really now, good wrestler. Right now, he looks wrestler.
1: like an out-of-place Power Ranger with what he's wearing in the room. Yeah,
2: well, that aside, I mean, he was always a good worker. I mean, he could cut a halfway decent promo. But, like, he never really got to be a, like, headliner until he got to TNA. Because he fucking <laughs> owned the place. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a damn shame, man. I just I had to bring that up. Next. WWE. I'm going
1: gonna, I'm gonna to own a wrestling company. <laughs> I'm going to make myself the world champion. Right,
2: Slap nuts. Um, yeah, we get a video package calling out the fact that Doc Hendricks is actually Michael P.S. Hayes of the Freebirds. Because nobody fucking knew that already.
1: <laughs> Add to your more recent Attitude Era fans, they didn't.
2: Now, I was excited about this because... I was a fan of the Freebirds. I'm a fan of Michael P.S. Hayes. Who isn't?
1: It's weirder that they said, "Ladies and gentlemen, here's the former Michael P.S. Hayes. Here's Doc Hendricks." <laughs> fuck. That is. A, that is the. And then like he a, comes out dancing, and he's doing like the fucking the drunk Hayes. uncle at a fucking wedding. He's doing the
2: P.S. Hayes gimmick. It's great. Everybody loves it. You know, the Freebirds were big in Dallas, so it makes sense. You're in Dallas tonight, I, okay.
1: Maybe, maybe, but you also are in front of a bunch of like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-olds who have never fucking seen this guy, and they're like, "Why is the announcer out here shaking his ass in front of everybody?" I don't get it. It, it yeah, it was just funny as hell to watch. I loved it. Like, that's well, what, as soon as I texted you, I was like, "Dude, this is why we get giddy in the second half of the wars." I I'm, go, "It's the shit they produce." I'm watching. Michael P.S. Hayes now is Doc Hendricks, who used to be Michael P.S. Hayes, but we all know is only Doc Hendricks shaking his ass. Behaving so like Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P. S. P. S. P. S. Hayes, Freebird. Yeah, yeah, the Freebird music. Yeah. But no one knows what any of this is.
2: Exactly. Well, you know, the 15-year-old's got uh, at least something out of it because it was all for, you know, he was supposed to be the guest announcer, but it's just for Chain to come out. Chokeslam him, Tombstone, next segment. Kane. Kane. That's what I said. I
1: thought you said Chain. Kane.
2: Kane. Chaka (laughs) Khan. Chaka Khan, Chaka (laughs) Khan. Well, you know, the best thing to do when your first guest ring announcer spot doesn't work out so well, you get another one. Go for number two. So they bring out Sonny, yeah. Uh, Real quick question. Sonny or Sable? I mean, it's an easy answer to me, but forget about past. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there you go.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, is it a real either-or? And it's 100%? Wait, are they both uh, freshly unsqueezed?
2: Yes. Clean. No Tyson, no Lesnar.
1: <laughs> no Dolph, no Sean, yeah, no Brett, no Davy. I uh... Sunny. <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, yeah, agreed. Um
1: But honestly though, gun to my head, Luna. <laughs> Yikes.
2: So Imagine what
1: she was sound like. Oh, never mind.
2: You know they make the fleshlights with the vampire teeth on it. That's what I always assumed it'd be like. Um. <laughs> next we get Brian Christopher and The Beanie fucker, like the side of her head. <laughs> oh God!
1: I'm out. I'm out for the next five seconds. Go. Yeah,
2: Brian Christopher says, "I got me a Mexican now, baby."
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was hoping that was maybe (laughs) going to be cut from Peacocks. I wanted to bring it up, but nope, they didn't cut it. I saw that. He goes, oh, my God. It just sounded like every Texan got me a Mexican. He just walked into the ring. I go, oh, my God. Holy shit.
2: Apparently, he just came back from Home Depot. Taco wins. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. (sighs) Farouk. with the nation versus steve blackman rock has a gift gets on the mic he says hey we got to clear up a few things there's no dissension in the nation no hard feelings he gives kama dlo and mark henry a 15000 dollar rolex each he tells mark Feel henry wait on those babies he goes mark mark i know you i know you got big hands there buddy uh you know the rock will pay for the extra gold <laughs> it was it was pretty nice but what did Farouk get Well, Farouk opens it up, and it's a fucking, you know, and hey, hey, Farouk shakes his hand. It's a framed photo of the rock. He throws it to the ground. Um, The whole match, Rock's just looking at the crowd, admiring the picture, holding it up. Uh, Farouk grabs it. He goes to use it on Blackman, but Rock says, fuck that, grabs it out of his hand. Blackman rolls up Farouk for the win. Farouk destroys the picture and leaves.
1: Uh, Was there supposed to be glass on this? Because the straight-up cardboard, was not breaking the way they thought it was going to. No. Farouk gave it its best punch in the face, and all it did was just kind of dent it. Like It, it took a punch three punches, I think, for it to break finally. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, no, it definitely was a plastic uh, fronted frame. I know exactly what kind. Of, I think I have a couple of those frames laying around here somewhere. Um, the Rock? That's yeah. weird. No, not The Rock, no. It just has the picture that came in it with it right now, but that's fine. Anyway, Michael Cole goes backstage. He's at the nation's locker room. You hear a lot of commotion. D-Lo comes out. He says, hey, it's something but love back there. And then he goes back in. There you go. And then your main event. Mm -hmm. Apparently, no more Merrill in. Goldust is back to being just Goldust with Luna. Uh, Tagging with Maro versus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Sable shows up about halfway through the match with flowers. Luna destroys them. And Cactus uses a chair on Goldust for the win, and it's another pull-apart between Sable and Luna. Yeesh.
1: And we're on to WrestleMania. Hopefully. And that's the end of Raw, isn't it?
2: That's the end of Raw. Yeah.
1: That's That was a shitty ending.
2: Yeah, at least we got some bright well, that, spots on That's Nitro. what
1: you get for Saturday night. Yeah.
2: S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) If you want my body and you think... All right, man. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about a top topic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for...
0: Mr. Is... I got the answers. I change the questions. I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something, Mean Gene? do not see. Wrestling's not <laughs> fake. <fine. laughs> the Rolex wearing one. Diamond ring wearing one. Kid stealing. Woo. Wheeling dealing. One limousine right! One jet flying. One son of a gun. Woo. Sierra Hotel. India.
1: Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you Following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias based order, based off The Professor and ODM Made It. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you are listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds. Feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Over the last 30 years, there have been some fun feuds. Ones that are about big meaning, some that are mainly for a championship. Sometimes you have it for, well, you know, you have. A wrestler versus own boss, right? With Austin McMahon. You know, we got a lot of feuds that are the reason that you tuned in or you bought a pay-per-view. And today, just going to dabble through some of the top feuds over the last 30 years, recognizing out of multiple companies, Uh, One that always will stand out to me, and I'm sure for many people, is the one that not only carried over from Ring of Honor, but also into NXT and into WWE, and is kind of currently a part of the Bloodline storyline, but we're talking about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, or Kevin Steen and El Generico. Best friends turn to enemies, and you know, every time they get on the page, maybe for a second, they're right back to being enemies again. But some of the matches they've had, I mean, they had a huge trilogy in Ring of Honor that ended in Ladder Wars. They had a one was a street fight and the other one was a or a fight without honor and then the ladder wars. Great feud. Always one of my favorites again because it, it comes from that place of we are friends, we are brothers. Uh but another one that's kinda of the same that I didn't see coming to be honest with you, was when Shawn Michaels made his return in 2002. After being out multiple years with the, the broken back, comes back and Triple H turns on him, puts him through a car window, and they end up having their first match at SummerSlam 2002. And that goes for the next couple of years, even involving, you know, Chris Benoit WrestleMania one of the years as well. Uh, but they had Hell in a Cell matches, Last Man Standing matches. Actually, their Last Man Standing match at Royal Rumble, 2004, one of my favorites. Ends in a draw, but Triple H obviously retains. Uh, but both of them an absolute, just bloody mess. This is before, you know, they, they got rid of the blood. Uh, you know, it, not every one of these feuds are going to be, you know, as uh, bloody or as you know hard fought, but some of them have some big meaning to them. One that took place in 2002 and then got reignited in 2014 is the Undertaker with Brock Lesnar. Him and Brock had a badass. No DQ match, or it was just a regular match that turned into, I would assume, a no contest. And then their second match at Hell in a Cell in 2002, or 2003, one of the other, when uh, Lesnar was first coming up as a major heel, took on Biker, Undertaker. And it was, they had some, again, bloody matches. And then after Brock Lesnar lose a UFC fight, Taker sitting by ringside, hey, you want to do it? Couple of years later, yada yada. WrestleMania thirty streak is broken by Brock Lesnar.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he yada yada. The streak is over.
1: Uh, and they carried the feud a little bit longer. They had another Hell in a Cell match as well as uh, I think one more other SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yep. The feud is almost making the next, and I hate to use the the t- Haman the term from him, but the next big thing, the next big guy. You know, after Taker, who was left that was your real big guy. Sucks that Lesnar took off two years after his debut, but hey, went off, did other things, came back. So it's you know he's still there doing his thing now. Shit, I'm cheering for all of a sudden, which is really weird. But I think Taker made Lesnar
2: couple times. Yeah, yeah, more than once.
1: Uh, the feud that we're watching right now, I would kind of I'm gonna put two feuds together. It's WCW and NWO, but really, I think if you want to look at your biggest feud with WCW and NWO, it was Hollywood Hogan and Sting. That was your biggest moneymaker. That was the biggest storyline. Most of the WCW versus NWO, I mean now it's gonna turn into Wolfpack soon through our wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when you're looking at it, it all came down to Hogan and Sting. Starcade match, was it what everybody wanted it to be? Apparently not, but at the same point, it's what you were leading to. And I think feud storyline-wise, it was awesome. You had Sting coming out as the crow, not saying a word, just dropping everybody and taking off. Yeah. I thought it was great television.
2: It was. That's I funny. mean, because, I mean, it, it was easy. I, I feel like as much as the NWO was over, and so were the Outsiders, uh, mm-hmm. People were still quite happy to boo Hogan.
1: Oh, easily.
2: And Sting was still one of your biggest baby faces, if not the biggest. So it was fucking. It was perfect.
1: Fans are like we were already booing you either way, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah,
2: Hogan.
1: Right. Uh, in the recent years, I'm gonna fast forward uh, to the 2019 2020 era, and that is what everybody thought was a pretty decent come-around story between Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. I will say it was pretty well done because of the whole, are you in the elite? Are you a part of this group? And they end up the unlikely duo of being tag team champions, still can't trust each other. And it leads all the way to Adam Page dethroning Kenny Omega for the world championship. Yep. And even more, Kenny won the Eliminator Tournament over page to get to John Moxley. The feud, they've had a lot of high-stakes matches. Are we fans of both men and how AEW does things? Well, maybe not all the time, but at the same point, they did make this one come around pretty well. It's one of the few storylines that uh, Tony Khan has produced. And the only other real feud that I'll give you that they've done very well in is CM Punk and MJF. It was the obvious one. Yeah. And thank God that they did it because if punk is done, that was what we were all wanting. We wanted a punk MJF feud. They only had two matches, but the war of words, the feud, the, the hard jabs. It's what again made you want to watch. But one of my favorite CM punk feuds was with Jeff Hardy in the summer of 2009 I've touched base on this one before, but the money in the bank cash in after Hardy finally wins against edge in a ladder match at extreme rules. Finally gets his world championship win. Um, his second world title, if you will. Punk comes right in. Who was a face earlier in the night beating Omaga Umaga, and then comes out and dethrones Jeff Hardy. So it's, But why would you boo me? I mean, I did this last year. Everybody was cool with me. Why is everybody hating on me now? But why do you want to be behind him anyway? I mean, he's a pill popper. I'm drug free. And boom. The savior was born. And this became one of Punk's biggest feuds. And I loved this whole setup because... They played mind games with each other, and it was all really against everything that Jeff was doing wrong. What's really crazy is that like two, three weeks after he did leave WWE, after the loser leaves WWE match, he actually got arrested again for like a DUI, and I was like, (laughs) I tuned in just to see if Punk was going to be like, so, who thought I was wrong?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Told you guys. Didn't want to listen. But some of the
1: feuds, yeah, but some of those feuds are the ones that, you know, it, when you make them real and you got the right person and in the right spot, you know, Piper was the right person to get in someone's face and talk shit and, and get him upset. Punk had that same kind of thing and that's what he was doing with Hardy throughout the whole feud and I loved it. But then they brought his feud right to an end and uh, or his title reign and Taker dethroned him and that was pretty much the end of Punk for several years. Um, One of my favorite feuds is... That we saw in WCW a little bit already when it was Mask versus Cruiserweight Championship. You got Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. And then that carried over to I'm your poppy. <laughs> That's right.
2: Still relevant today.
1: Also, it's, it, yeah. Also, even brings us to the time that where the fuck is Vicky? where the fuck was Vicky on that one when he was on the ladder and she was supposed to come out and took way too long. He was pissed, but the feud multiple months on SmackDown in the promos, Eddie was cutting. They were just fantastic. They were turning off all the lights except for one spotlight on him. Uh, and Ray was real over still as a face at this time. You know I mean? It, kids loved him still do. And, you a little Dom in there, man. Who would have thought that Dominic would be on our wrestling TV today? Yeah, I know, right? With those blonde tips that he had going back then. Two great feuds that I absolutely loved within the last 25 years were The Rock and Mankind, as well as Mankind and Taker. I love that if you really look at it, Mankind lost pretty much most of those matches between both
2: feuds. Most, yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, mankind. They, I definitely... mean, he lost. I mean, he he won the championship versus Rock.
1: He won uh, the Boiler Room Brawl against Taker. I get right. that, but right. I'm saying that when you look at it, when everybody walks on, they went on to a championship reign, or they went, you know, something big. Right. But Foley didn't need to be your your. Championship guy, but he put you in the right place and made you look good. The rock in Mankind feud, phew, like six, seven matches altogether, I think, within the 98-99 time, right? And a couple of them are on pay-per-view for sure. Take your mankind, we've only seen a couple of them so far. We're about to see later this year the hell in a cell. You know, it, it's it, they that's to me, everybody goes on and just has a better Career, I feel like after working with Foley, and I think that's why feuds with him. I, I, name a feud that he's been in that you're like, eh? Right. Even really if you work. come
2: out at the bottom of a feud, the idea is that it progresses you to your next step.
1: Exactly my point. And you know, it, it, he's not out on our our list anymore, mankind. But for those two, again, it, it, everyone progressed all at once. Um, I mentioned it earlier: Austin and McMahon. One of the best feuds of all time, and one wasn't even really a wrestler. Yeah, Did they have a couple of matches, you know, a couple of times that they tussled and whatnot. Absolutely, uh, a year from now we're going to be talking about their cage match at the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Almost just about a year from now, hey, and Big Show will be there. Oh shit! Wow, things are going to get changing. Mm-hmm. All right, but it was the ultimate. Who doesn't want to tell your boss to go fuck himself? Feud, and everybody loved it. You lived vicariously through Austin. I thought it was really just the whole thing was well done, and especially for the Attitude Era. I'm excited to rewatch all that coming up, so I'm not going to dive too much into that right now because we're going to be talking about it weekly very soon. Love it or hate it, I actually am a fan of the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns feud. It's gone all the way back from WrestleMania 31 on to today and it's flopped where you have one as a face one as a heel and when it comes together the matches are not necessarily that bad i don't think that they're bad at all and i think the feud of if you really look at it roman has brock's number more than anybody in wwe history
2: but still not a lot so it keeps the mystique of lesnar alive and makes roman look like a world beater so yeah
1: I'll give it to you. Which is why I think the feud is better than most give it credit. Personally. Yeah. They all can't be bangers. They all can't be as good as, let's say, Austin and Rock. Right. You know. Nice segue. That one. Thank you. That one really sold itself. Anytime you just had Austin and Rock against each other. And it's funny because they only did it only so often. You may get a couple on Raw here and there that we may come to see coming up, but right. for the most part, these guys only had so many pay-per-view matches with each other. But when they did, I, I, I hate to use the you know the, the the word because of Rock, but electrified. They electrified the crowd. Man, crowd was going nuts, and you had everybody cheering for both men. Love watching their matches, their feud, whether it was the invasion storyline or for the intercontinental championship. If we've seen or the WrestleMania 17, I need this championship rock. I need this. They're so their feud was just so. Lifelike because the two guys were at the, at the same time going at the same exact time. Yep. Thank you very much for my next segue. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, which we've talked about at nauseam about that feud here. I've talked about their uh, greatest rivalries uh, interview with Jim Ross I've, we've talked about the Montreal screw job but these are two guys that the rivalry was real to the point that it was spilling out on television as we just watched in 1997 sunny days you, you're in your gay porn playgirl or, yeah. uh, playgirl i mean he had a lot of like they were taking really shitty jabs at each other and that's a feud That's a feud. Tell me you didn't watch each week just for that. I did. 100%. One that, um, it took Triple H marrying Stephanie. (laughs) But once he did, his feud with The Rock was pretty good because Rock was the biggest face now at this time and everyone wanted him to dethrone the regime, the authority figure that is both of them together, the McMahon-Helmsley regime. Um, they did have a good matchup we're going to be seeing coming up. I think they have a couple of them in 98 at Fully Loaded and at SummerSlam, but their real feud kicks off when it's for the world championship and Triple H really comes into his own and kicks China to the curb. But their matches, I mean, you got Iron Man match, you got Steel Cage matches, you got I Quit matches. They had a lot of matches with each other. So that feud, it it, it seemed like it was a lot of hatred. And to be honest with you, a couple years back when Rock showed up on SmackDown, him and Triple H had a face-off backstage, and I was like, why am I the only one that thinks this is the obvious route? Have them just face off at WrestleMania. Why right. does Rock have to face a younger talent, and Triple H has to face a younger talent? You guys go at each other. I'll watch. I was happy to see Edge and Orton. You know what I mean? Like, that was great at WrestleMania. It was better than their greatest uh, match of all time thing that they did. Um, but speaking of Edge... I'll be honest, I think Edge elevated John Cena in their feud. I think they elevated each other. It made Edge look like a real dickhead when he's slapping a sixty-five year old John Cena's senior. Um Lita being as, you know, mean and skankier than ever, and always getting in the middle of all of, you know, the matches and helping Edge win. John Cena's the, the choir boy, so it was just really perfect the the feud with each other, but you also started to respect John Cena's work. You started to actually be like, okay, he's got a little more than five moves. And it's funny, because as soon as he got that label, it just stuck with that. And people are like, that's all you got. And you're like, well, he did a Hurricane of this week. Yeah, he still got five. Fuck it, he's got five. The dude probably has like a thousand moves that he's done over the years. And people are like, he's only got five. Five moves. From that's that. But Hogan has the same setup, too. clothesline, uh, yeah. boom, Leg drop. Anyway, unless he was in Japan, the last feud that the last feud I really want to cover is actually one of my personal favorites of all time. And that is Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler.
2: Yeah, that one shocked me.
1: Yeah, Well, it's and why I put it on there is because it is my favorite of all time, because it was in the early years. But in 2000 and not, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, in 1993. Brett just wins the King of the Ring, and Jerry Lawler just gets to WWF for the first time. And after he wins, King comes out and just beats the living shit out of him and crashes on the, the party, breaks the crown, hits him with a scepter. And they begin a feud that goes for a couple of years. Yeah. Even introduces a young Kane. You got uh, uh, Isaac, oh, Isaac
2: in Yankem Isaac Yankem, yeah. Yep.
1: The Kiss My Foot match. Mm -hmm. And why I brought this feud up is someone just was talking the other night about what are the odds twice today I brought up SummerSlam 93, one with Luger, Uh, but Bret Hart versus Jerry Lawler. If you don't remember this from SummerSlam 93, it's fantastic, and I'll break it down. This is how well this feud was. Jerry is talking weekly about Bret's family, and you know how Jerry gets going about the Hart family. Oh Martha, she was she wrote a dinosaur, uh, uh, all that shit. It right? lasted Be- a
2: long time. That hatred. I mean, it lasted basically yeah. until Brett left.
1: That's my point, point. Yeah. and that's why the feud to me is always. I've always loved it, and that's why it made it into this list today. Um, but my favorite thing is he gets into Michigan. Brett's already in the ring waiting. Lawler comes out talking shit about everybody, including the Hart family. And he says he gets in a car accident on the way here and, and he's on crutches and he's and his knees all banged up because stupid Stu Hart didn't know how to drive. So here's my replacement. Doink. So Brett has to have a face off of Doink. Bruce Hart's at ringside. So you already know there's a wild cannon behind this whole fucking thing the whole time. Um, And then all of a sudden Jerry reveals himself that he can fight. And they go, okay, now you do have to have a match. So Brett now pulls double duty after facing Doink for about a good solid fifteen minutes. Now he goes against Jerry for another fifteen minutes. And gets Jerry and the sharpshooter wins. And doesn't let go until about ten refs keep pulling him and pulling him and pulling him. And they reverse the decision and Jerry Lawler wins and he gets pulled out on a stretcher with his arm in the air. That's a fucking feud. God, Jerry was so good. at, it. And and like you said, it didn't stop for several years. For four or five years, all yeah. he did was just beat down Bret Hart and his family all the time. It was a, a big feud and a couple of matches here and there throughout the time. But that one right there was the epitome of, I don't even care if I win the match. I hate this dude so much. I'm just going <laughs> to keep him in the sharpshooter yep. until you have to carry him out on the stretcher. And they did just that. I'm going to go watch that. That's a good one. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Top Topic. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the professor. I'll be back next week. ODM is going to be back next week, and we're going to have a movie of the week. We're going to have more Monday Night Wars, and even more, we're going to have our reactions to the Sami Zayn-Roman Reigns world title match this coming Saturday night at Elimination Chamber. Who do you think going to win? hopefully it's oh, 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 oh man if that happens you're gonna
2: it was my yeah your O face yeah oh, that's great no i know no, that. That i t- know what you <laughs> do me a favor punch yourself in the throat so you don't talk all right
1: ladies and gentlemen thanks so much for listening to the top of wrestling appreciate that we'll see you next week odm give them five words brother brother
0: brother brother brother, brother!
2: Thursday, I want to say. They haven't updated the score since Thursday, and they don't post the standings every day. You have to wait till Friday, which they didn't do this past Friday, and it's on their little YouTube show that you have to fucking sift through and wait till they say what the fucking standings are. It's fucking Are they on camera? Oh, yeah, it's a YouTube show. Yeah, it's like they're at a fucking news desk.
1: You have to send me the fucking link. Oh,
2: God, it's fucking terrible. I'll send it to you.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I know. I gotta I'll see you. I'll send this. it to you
2: while I'm fucking having a smoke here, dude, because it's, it's fine. Yeah, like I said, I haven't, I haven't watched it. I just find out where they say the scores. I f- listen to the standings, and then I turn it off. Bro. Terrible, isn't it? Bro. It's fucking retarded. The episode that you sent me, did you watch any of it? No, I told you. I fucking scroll ahead till I no, find it No, no. You
1: you need to at least see something. Dude.
2: Oh, I saw. First, He's wearing the fucking sports it, coat.
1: Is Michael J. Fox holding the fucking camera? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. In a thing that you have a background, you should be sitting still. You and your background are floating around.
2: It's probably their daughter or something.
1: It's, oh, my God. I got out at the right time, man. I ain't even mad. Yeah.
2: If I win, if I somehow magically come back and win this one, I'm just going to fucking toss the title in a trash can and fucking Medusa it. Jesus